It's Friday night, and time for Derby, Derby Panther, Panther Football. 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 Tonight's pregame coaches show is brought to you by Tender Care Lawn and Landscape. Discover the Tender Care difference. And now, here's the Alive 105 sports team, Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Well, once again, it's Friday night, and uh, we're fortunate to have uh, Coach Clark and Coach Wietrich up with us. Uh, Derby Junior football tonight. There's a lot of crowd here, a lot of uh, good things. Uh, Coach, before we get into to this week's game, let's talk a little bit about last week. Uh, we'll let you talk about Salina South and how we performed, and then we'll talk to Coach Wietrich a little bit about how his defense performed. Well, I'm sure uh, Coach Wietrich will have a little bit uh, better vibe on the game than, than what we did. But uh, uh, special teams-wise, kickoff, I, I think our first – first kickoff we uh we let him return to you know about the 50 yard line which is uh, which we don't do but um you know we're we're a gap responsible kickoff team and uh if if one guy gets out of his gap there's going to be a gap and if they happen to find it they get it and uh did that a couple times uh um our punt return but they uh i mean we had a lot of work to do i wasn't happy with our special teams um they they did an okay job but it seemed like one or two guys always took a playoff and uh that that's not what we preach and that's not what we do and uh um there's some new guys on special teams this year because of it uh offensively got off to uh we actually got off to a, a fast start I, I i thought at the beginning and went down and scored and then uh, uh fumbled the ball twice um one off a pitch and one off of uh, um, trying to put the ball over in, into the end zone, which um, didn't look like a fumble, but they called it a fumble. And if, if it looks like a fumble to a ref, then it's too close. So so we need to make sure we hold on to the ball. And and then we uh, we got stalled, stalled out one time uh, because of a couple penalties. And uh, so, you know, that it just goes back to what we preach to the kids all the time. Uh, don't be derby. You know, don't beat ourselves. And uh, that first half, it was 28 nothing, And I, I think it should have been 45 or 50 to nothing. But we fumbled the ball twice. And, and we got a couple penalties, which stalled us out in the 10-yard line. So uh, I think three times inside the 20, we got stopped, either by two fumbles or, or penalties. So uh, um, hopefully uh, we can make up for that this week. But, you know, other than that, uh, you know, that there was a lot of good um you know but just at this point of the season you're really wanting to see growth in the team and growth in the offense and special teams and uh when you start having setbacks like that it's just kind of like back to the drawing board and just getting back to fundamentals and uh i thought this week was a very good week of practice uh last week i'm not sure i could say that um so I'm, I'm excited for tonight, and uh, uh, hopefully our, our uh, special teams and offense can rebound. Yeah, uh, defensively, I, I was pretty proud of our guys um, last week. I thought we did a pretty good job of fixing some of the problems we had in the previous week. Um, but like we've talked previously, you know, on defense, every offense presents a new a new set of challenges to you, and, and, it, and it a lot of times shows you new problems you need to fix. You know, so every every offense is different, every scheme's different. And uh, how they try to exploit you um, does present sometimes different problems. So we did have some stuff to fix for sure. But I was really proud of the guys as far as how they played. Um, and then uh, a lot of times we, we did a great job stopping the run. I thought we did a pretty good job stopping the run. Um, and then what it turned into is basically we just had one-on-one balls on the perimeter. And uh, our guys just have to go and fight and make those plays. I think that's going to be something that we have to focus on this, uh, this week as well. 
Um, our guys have to understand that uh, if we do a good job stopping the run, you know, offenses are going to take their shots, and we have to go win those 50-50 balls. Uh, and that's something that we have to get better on and focus on in practice. But overall, I thought our guys did a good job of understanding the game plan. Um, they did a good job with the physicality. I was happy with that. Um, but, yeah, we definitely have some stuff we can continue to grow on the defense side of the ball. Coach, it's Derby Junior football night tonight, and, uh, you know, that's been pretty much a – Around the state, if you talk to people about Derby's football program, it's do it Clark's way. You know, get get that stuff down in the second and third grade. Get it started there. So talk to us a little bit about the junior program and, and uh, you know, the benefits it pays later on. Well, the benefits are huge, um, but it's really not my way. It's it's a bunch of people's way. We we There's a bunch of guys that had a dream, and we've always had junior football, and the only thing I've done when I've got here is uh, – um, kind of slowly but surely got got our system implemented in, into junior football. You know, Kevin, his father actually uh, um, started junior football and, and got that groundwork. And the numbers were there. We had a ton of teams. Actually, our numbers are down from from where it's at just because of football and the state of wh- where football's at. But. Uh, um, but what we did was was we, we took our system and we dumbed it down and actually we dumbed it down at the high school level to to make sure our junior football kids could uh, when we we created our offense and in our defense we made it in terms of to where a second grader could understand it and obviously not everything but but the basic stuff that we wanted that that they could understand and then what it what it takes is um, what what makes all this happen is all the volunteers that we have. We have our Derby Junior Football Board, um, and then we have our Derby Junior Football coaches. And you know, they're practicing Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. They're 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 doing so much for these kids, and they're teaching our system. Um, one, one thing that I take pride in, which which other other schools may not, you know, we'll go out and good example because we're playing Hutch. Um, we'll go out and we'll play Hutch in Derby Junior football, and we will get we we will get beat pretty bad in junior football. They will stack a team, and then they'll have if if they have enough kids, they'll have a B team, and then but every year we try to split our teams evenly. In some years, it doesn't always happen that way, but uh, um, we we try to make the teams to where they're both going to have some success, and uh, um, we will always get beat by the stacked teams. But our kids are learning our system, and they win enough against some other other teams that that they still enjoy the game of football. And one thing we stress to our Derby Junior football coaches that they really buy into: uh, let the kids have fun, let them fall in love with the game of football. And even if it's not their first love in sport, just make them love playing football. To where when football season comes around, they want to play football and they want to lift weights once they get older and stuff like that. So, uh, um, our, our Derby Junior football coaches who are volunteers actually they get a. A, a game day shirt so that's that's our payday right there is just a shirt to wear on game days but uh um they do a good job of, of preaching the system and and just teaching what we want them to teach and you know when we're getting beat by hutch um i guarantee these classes that are playing hutch right now got beat by them in junior football and they may have got beat by them in middle school football too because of because of the split schools and stuff like that but it kind of changes when it all comes together and we've got you know 60 60 freshmen out for football because they they love the process of getting better and and those junior football coaches really made them fall in love with the game and we've got the numbers and some of those kids that weren't good in second grade and maybe weren't good in third or fourth grade um 
and now there are starters at, at the senior year because they were late developers or they just really worked hard to, to get, get that way. So uh, um, our junior football program is special to me. Uh, I've had two kids go through it, and uh, they've, they have fallen in love with the game of football, not because their dad's the head football coach, because they had a great experience playing Derby Junior football. Coach Wietrich, uh, last week I know the defense really came out uh, out of his shell, so to speak. I, we've we've played solid all year, but you know, talk to us a little bit about that front seven. Uh, we saw a couple things happen uh, on Friday night that uh, were really impressive. Uh, talk to us about some of those individual guys. You know, it, it all starts up front with our D linemen. We got uh, so we run we run an odd front, and so we have three D linemen that we we really rely on, and and that that is going to be the the foundation of our of our our defensive scheme and that starts with Tyler Dorsey, Seth Smith, Dan Archer. Um, those guys do a great job of, you know, a lot of times those three guys occupy five. So like football, as far as a numerical game, you know, we have three guys that can take away five. That means that we're winning the math game. You know, I'm not a math expert, you know, I'm P now, you know, and all that stuff. But, <laughs> but I think, I think we got an advantage there. And what that allows us to do is allows our, our, our linebackers to all run free, um, our safeties be able to get their reads and get their fits too, and we, and we just we do. It helps us stop the run, and if we can stop the run in high school football, that's always the goal. If balls in the air, if balls getting thrown around, we feel like we have uh, we have the advantage there. We can go make plays and cause turnovers and takeaways. So, yeah, but up front, those those are those guys are key for us. And, and, and Dorsey at the nose position is an absolute animal. Um, it, you know, imagine you know from the center for the ball starts. We have Tyler Dorsey, who any sort of G scheme, if you're trying to pull guards, if you're trying to wrap tackles around, like he does such a good job of getting an initial push into the center a lot of times that, that those guys, all those plays are shut down and stopped. So it, it kind of limits an offense, and it lets us as a defensive staff know what plays we're going to get at us. You know, we can kind of we can kind of tell from their front and and from Dorsey's play and their center what schemes we're going to see up front. That's a huge advantage for us. So uh, up front is phenomenal. Then our backers, you know, we got uh, Jared Knoll, who is at uh, the will spot, is, is is consistently improving week to week. Um, Jack um, Jack Holland playing the mic spot. He has been ultra reliable. Uh, the guy is instinctually one of the best football player coaches, the football football players that I've coached. Um, he's a student of the game. He watches film. Uh, he's he's so quick at identifying uh, plays and what we're asking to read. And he's a really good linebacker for us. But on the outside, on the outside backer spots, we have. We have Colson Searing and we have uh, Luke Stewart and those guys. I mean, those are kind of our hybrid outside backer guys. They're, we ask them to be D linemen sometimes. We ask them to be linebackers. We ask them to play coverage sometimes. So those guys are, are really kind of the jack of all trade types, and they and they do a great job for us. And and every week they're getting more and more dynamic, um, more and more explosive. The more and more they get more comfortable with the scheme, those guys are gonna are just gonna be continue to be problems for offenses because they're they're so flexible. You know, like how are we gonna play them? You know, so I think that's uh, the front seven has is, is, is been great for us, and I hope it continues to to keep working. And those guys will continue to get better. You know, coach, it's uh, Hutch week, and 
you know, it's it is it still a rivalry between Derby and Hutch? Or, you know, Hutch is down, have been down the last couple of years. Is it still what we would call a rivalry, or is it just you know another game on the schedule? You know, Coach Wietrich, I, I I used to be a math major, and I think that'd be eight on six. Which uh, yeah, that th- those are good odds. But uh, anyways, t- talking about the rivalry, uh, just like what I talked about earlier, um, these kids have been beaten up by Hutch. Uh, all, all through their careers, and now they're at varsity football. Now's now's our time to show that that the growth that we've had. Um, you know, seeing seeing my my, my kids play Hutch uh, junior football and, and watching that develop, and and they're really good junior football players, and, and they do the same thing we do. They 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 create the they're they're running flex bone, they're running their defense and stuff like that. You know, back eighth eighth grade game, uh, my son loses an eighth grade game at eight uh, twenty six or something like that. They call timeout with seventeen seconds left to try to run up. The score you know i mean stuff like that the kids remember and our kids remember that all the way back from second grade third grade fourth grade fifth grade uh they remember that stuff their senior year and and do they want to be hutch heck yeah they do does their coach want to be hutch heck yeah they do i remember playing them and then throwing passes and beating us by 16 nothing when we were back one and eight so uh is hutch a rivalry heck yeah it is well guys staying right on that hutch theme uh Talk to us a little bit about tonight's ball game. I know they run the flex, Coach. Uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, Hutch, what you expect to see from them, and we'll talk to Coach Wietrich about the same. You know, defensively, they're a 3-4. Uh, we've seen a 3-4 quite a bit, but they, they do a good job. They're getting better. And and don't get me wrong, Hutch, Hutch will be good again. And uh, they are on the rebound. You know, last year they weren't that good. This year I, I think they're a little bit better. And uh, um, they've, they've got some linebackers that fly around. I'll, I'll tell you the one thing I noticed about their defense, they swarm. It, they will not give up until – somebody's tackled uh you you will have 11 guys just going full go until somebody's tackled uh their special teams um you know, I'm not sure about their special teams. They onside kick all the time. I I, I think they've kicked the ball off 24 times and I think uh 9 9 to 10 have been onsides. I think uh the the rest of them, besides one, they've kicked the ball deep once. I, I think the rest of them have been pooch kicks that have been caught onside, uh, inside the, or not not to the thirty yard line. So so they try to get the ball back every time. So uh, um, they're going to do a lot of gimmicks. Uh, their their punt team is the same kind of punt team that we've seen for a while. Their punt return team. They do some good stuff. They man block, and their their uh, kickoff return team. Uh, uh, they're they're like all all the other kickoff return teams that we do. I mean, they they'll man block up front and then kind of wedge it um, with their bad guys, just kind of like what we do. So uh, um, they're a well coached team. They they really are, and uh, you you can tell they're on the rebound. And and they they have talked about how good their sophomore and their freshman and their eighth grade and seventh grade classes are. So we got to continue to keep getting better uh, to to be able to beat these guys down the road. Yeah, you said it earlier. The big thing, you know, with Hutch is, I mean, it, it's it's a different type of football. I mean, they run the flex, and uh, you know, I tried to stress to my guys on defense that it's it's just a, I mean, you can almost say it's a lifestyle, right? <laughs> like the flex is a lifestyle. It's a different type of football. It, it's not. It is. It's machine like. It's not the it's not the most glamorous thing in the world, you know. But it is a it you know the linemen are flat back. It's it's a, it, they have to embrace the brawl mentality, the physical side of football. Um, that and it's it's also it, you're not going to get a whole lot of glory, especially up front with our D linemen. It's been like, look, this is a this is a game where we have to have you guys 
understand these O-linemen, they are going to be, you're going to be double teamed. You are going to have O-linemen that are coming off the ball faster than you've seen all year. They're going to be flat back. They're going to be, they're going to be extremely low. And they, their purpose is to double team and drive you off the line of attack. And they are going to be satisfied with three yards a play. So for us on defense, you know, we're, we're counting on our special teams to get us in good field position and, and to make sure on kickoffs and stuff like that where we have the ball, we pin them back deep. We have to get our stops early on their side of the field because if we don't get stops on their side of the field, all of a sudden they're four down and they're satisfied with, with uh, three yards a pop. Once again, I'm not a math guy, but that's uh, they're fine with that, right? So um, it, it's a we, we've worked all week. And one thing about it, too, it, it's hard to replicate in practice. Um, I think here here at Derby we've done it enough and we've seen Hutch enough through the, through the years and the tradition and the rivalry that we've actually gotten pretty good at running <laughs> running running uh, flex as far as a scout team. Um, but it's still it's nothing like a team like Hutch who is coached up well, um, who is going to run this offense you know just militantly, and that that's what we're going to face. So. Um, I just hope we get out first possession and we don't have to have a whole series of adjusting to the speed of the game. We got to jump out early. We have to do our jobs, be extremely disciplined, have our eyes in the right spot, and then just uh, swarm the ball and hopefully, hopefully, uh, uh, takes care of it. Coach Clark, game six. How's our team health? Well, it is Hutch week, and I wish I had a better report for you, but uh, um, we still have Kevin Washington at, at, at center. That's a little banged up. He practiced a little bit uh, this week, but but not much. Dylan Conn's still out. Uh, um, Philip Eisenhower got a little banged up with his elbow. Um, we're getting a little banged up. Aaron Larson's out, one of our starting receivers. Uh, Kavion Walker was out last week. He he gave it a try. Uh, this week, hopefully, we uh, he'll have he'll be able to play in this game. Um, and then we've we've had uh, you know our backup running back who's who's been sick all week, uh, Dylan Edwards, and then um, Grant or Grant Adler uh, on Tuesday went down. We were doing team stuff and uh, um, had a guy kind of fly into him. Uh, didn't mean to at all. Uh, play was pretty much over, but kind of tripped up and uh, ran into his ankle and sprained his ankle. So. Uh, Green's going to be out for a couple weeks. Uh, not sure how long it is. Uh, he's already doing treatment. He's he's determined to get back, and he will be back, but uh, probably won't be for two, three, four weeks. So uh, so we're out with uh, Grant, and uh, now Lim's going to have to step up. And uh, um, saw some growth in Lim on Wednesday and, and Thursday, and uh, um, it, it's just uh, it is what it is, game of football, but um, – you know, Grant's been hurt the last two years, but this injury he is coming back from. Uh, last two years, we kind of knew it was a season-ending injury. Grant Grant will be back. He'll he'll be back for week one or week two of playoffs. I guarantee that. Well, guys, as always, appreciate you coming up. Good luck tonight. Tired of pesky weeds? Tender Care offers lawn services like weed control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com, or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tender Care, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby, a proud sponsor of a Live 105 in Derby. <laughs> Good evening, Panther fans. This is Doyle Phillips, and tonight, along with Kevin Payne, we'll be bringing you all the action uh, 
from tonight's game between your Derby Panthers and the Hutchinson Salthawks. Uh, Kevin, uh, it's a rivalry tonight. Uh, regardless of records, it's still a rivalry. Yeah, no doubt. Derby and Hutch has been a big game for really the last 15, 20 years. And tonight makes it no difference. Uh, Coach Clark said that a little bit ago in his, in his uh, interview when we were talking to him that, heck yeah, Hutch is always a rivalry. And Tonight, maybe even a little more so. It's Derby Junior football night here. Uh, chilly night here in Derby tonight. Uh, you know, I told some people we went from 90 degrees last week to, to right now it's it's 50 degrees, but the wind chill's bringing it down into the low 40s. Winds uh, still out of the northwest at 14 miles per hour. Going by game in, it's going to be in the low 40s. Everybody's bundled up here tonight. Yeah, it's it's much different than it has been in uh, the other five games that we played. Uh, uh, yeah, there's not a person out there that doesn't have a stocking hat, uh, a coat, something, something on, some kind of warm get up. Well, the body just doesn't adapt from 90 to to 40 real easily. So, you know, I think you and I were laughing about that. That hey, if this was January and it was this temperature, we'd be running around in short sleeves. But tonight it's a chilly night. But again, Derby Junior football night. Hutch, I think uh, the crowds will, will warm up pretty quickly. Yeah, Hutch comes in here with a, I believe, a one and four record. Uh, they're, you know, again, uh, records be hanged. Uh, they're one and four, and uh, you know, the last year or so hadn't been too good for them. But uh, uh, you know, it's, they're they're still Hutch, and they still play hard. Well, Coach Mike Vernon, this is his second season, as you said, he's three and eleven right now. Uh, you know, they've had kind of a tough, uh, tough season. Uh, he came over, I believe, he was an old Heights disciple, and uh, he's he's going to run the flex bone tonight. We know that. We'll see how things pan out. Last week, Hutch lost to Newton in that ball game. Uh, they lost twenty-four to twenty. 21 you know not untypical of hutch when you run the flex 296 yards on the ground zero yards passing the football while allowing newton 226 uh, 124 rushing and 102 passing to well yeah and, and you know turnovers has been one of the issues with hutch so far this year and and with the yardage disparity i mean hutch out gains them on the ground you kind of wonder if maybe they might have turned the ball over at inopportune times last week well and, and as i said they run the flex bone and anyone that knows the flex you have to have great athletes and it's it is predicated on the run it's a lot of deception and but you got to have good athletes to run it and, you know i think they've been kind of lacking in that uh, field right now uh, their offense comes in with five starters returning from last year so you'd assume these kids have learned uh, the system. I know they run it in youth football as well, but uh, you know that right now it's just not clicking on all cylinders. They're uh, going to be led by Dallas Chambers, a quarterback. He's a five nine hundred fifty pounder. You know Doyle through five games. When we talk about passing. He's thrown less than twenty five passes. So again. What you see out of Hutch is you might see these guys throw the ball three or four times a night. Well, I tried to find some stats on Hutch, and it was really difficult. But a couple of things I did notice was out of their five games, at least two of them, they had no passing yardage. And, uh, you know, one, they passed they, – they, they, they didn't even pass. One, they passed twice and didn't have any passing yardage. So, you know, passing's not the name of their game right now. Starting in the backfield will be Isaiah DeVal at 5'8", 145, Jalen. Barlow at 5'10", 175, and Alex McQuan at 5'9", 180. So, again, not great big guys, but those are who we expect to see the ball most of the time. Uh, they've got a couple of receivers uh, in Kincer Newquist at 5'9", 155, and Kyler Burnett at 5'10", 200. But, well, again, they don't pass the ball a lot. And what you see out of the flex a lot of times, if you're going to throw the football, it usually ends up being the tight end that breaks across, and you'll see him kind of go on a post route from time to time. So what Derby's got to be able to do is notice when he releases 
and and not play so hard on the run game that you forget all about the pass. Yeah, because that's in the past when you know for Hutch anyway, that's the way they burnt people. They lulled you to sleep with that flex bone offense, and they just pop one over the top. And uh, you know, like you said, they, you play so hard against the run that you forget about some of those guys. You know, you look at their offensive line. Uh, you know, again probably one of the smallest offensive lines we faced this year. They've got one guy, uh, Jonathan Fan, at 5'11", 300 pounds. But after that, I mean, they really dropped down where these guys are kind of just juggling right between 200 and 210 pounds. So quite a difference of what we've seen so far. Absolutely correct. Uh, they aren't that big, but, you know, I'm sure they're athletes. you got to be an athlete to block for the flex bone. Well, defensively, Hutch returns eight starters from last year's team. Doyle, last year, though, they, they averaged giving up 46 points per game. And as we said, you know, this year it hadn't been a whole lot prettier for them. They, we expect them to be in a base 3-4. Three, uh, three, but, uh, you know, what I was told was that Coach Vernon knows it's Derby week. He's going to throw the kitchen sink at us. He's going to do whatever he has to to try and, uh, and get to Derby. Yeah, that that's that's normal. I, I can remember when Dryling was there. Uh, uh, they play two thirds of their practice would be normal, and then the last third would be practicing for Derby. So, well, and then I think that's what you've seen. I, I know Derby's done the same. I mean, you know, it, it was just always, hey, the last ten minutes is Hutch week, and you get ready for the flex bone. I guess the good sign tonight is is. You were playing the flex. Next week, we're going to play campus, and campus runs the flex. So you're, you're kind of ready for it. Yeah, yeah, we should be ready for it. For the Panthers, uh, last week, they won in the ball game. Uh, as everybody knows, it was a big ball game for the Panthers. They racked up 574 yards last week against the line of South, 521 of that on the ground, 53 in the air. But, Doyle, we talked about it during the game. There was really no need to throw the football last week. No, there wasn't. Uh, they, they were running the ball. Adler and uh, Washington were running the ball so well. Why would you throw it? You know, it, it, it wouldn't, doesn't make much sense. Well, in rushing, Grant Adler was the guy last week. 23 carries, 233 yards and four touchdowns. Trey Washington, another big night. 21 carries, 182 yards and three touchdowns. So those two guys were uh, a big deal. And, and I think Coach Clark alluded to it just a little bit ago that Unfortunately, Grant Adler's not going to be available tonight. He's got a, a high ankle sprain, and, uh, you know, the good news is Grant will be back. Yeah, it's not a season-ending injury like the last two years. It's just high ankle sprain. They expect him to be back in three to six weeks. So, uh, And Lim Wash will be leading leading uh, the charge at quarterback tonight. Well, we've said it over and over. Lim Wash is, is a guy that would be playing at just about any high school in the state of Kansas. He just happens to be dead behind a guy named Grant Adler. So we expect big things out of Lim, and uh, hopefully uh, Grant's able to get himself healed up quickly. I think uh, you know we're, we're hoping maybe just a couple of weeks, maybe three weeks. But we know that, uh, as Coach Clark said, he smiled with a twinkle in his eye, really, when he said, hey, unlike the last two years, Grant definitely will be back. Yeah, well, and that and that's good. That, that's good for the team. That's good for Grant. Uh, it's good for everybody concerned. Uh, we're probably two and a half minutes away from the start of the tonight's ball game, so let's get into tonight's starting offense and defense for the Panthers. First on the offensive side of the ball, on the offensive line, senior Alex Kahn, six six two eighty, sophomore Jonas Vickers, six one two eighty five, senior Kevin Washington, five eleven three hundred, senior Philip Eisenhower. 6'4", 280, and sophomore Alex Key at 6'1", 225. The, wide the tight end is senior Jacob Karzak, 6'2", 205. Wide receivers, junior Reed Liston, 6'1", 180. Senior Kavion Walker, 6'3", 220. And junior 
Davin Sims, six foot one eighty. Running back for the Panthers tonight, senior Trey Washington, 5'10", 195. And as we talked about earlier, uh, Lim Wash will be starting at quarterback for the Panthers, 5'9", 185. On the defensive side, Panthers are going to switch it up a little bit. They're going to have five linebackers tonight. So starting on the defensive line, senior Daniel Archer, 6'2", 230. Senior Tyler Dorsey, 6'2", 245. Senior Seth Smith, 5'11", 195. The linebackers tonight are junior Luke Stewart. 5'11", 190, senior Jared Knoll, 6'1", 180, junior Jack Heilman, 5'9", 185, Trayvon Morrison, senior, 5'10", 185, and junior Colson Searing at 6'1", 200. Your corners for tonight's ballgame, senior Terry Ginyard, 5'9", 155, and senior Brecken Kuzer at 5'10", 170. Junior Tanner Knox will be the strong safety for the Panthers. Also seeing a little action will probably be Amari Ramirez, Liddell, Clemens, and Tyler Allen on the defensive side. That are, is your starting lineup for tonight's ballgame as we have them. Oh, Doyle, they just KDK finished QLP the uh, toss at the middle of the field. and Hutch did win the toss. They elected to defer to the second half. So Derby's going to receive the football. Offense is going to be on the field. The Panthers will be defending the uh, south end zone to start tonight's contest. Doyle, I love it. I mean, it's Derby night. You know, Derby Junior football, Panthers are in there all green. I, I love that look. Last week it was all white. This week it's all green, green pants, green shirts, green helmets. Yeah, and all the kids seem to have uh, black leggings on, so they, they look like a team out there. And uh, back deep for the Panthers, it looks like it's going to be Trey Washington and, and uh, Terry Ginyard. As Hutch, like you said, they will kick the ball off. And they're kicking from a – now they're they're kind of playing a little game to start with. But uh, they've now got into a standard kickoff formation. Well, the Panthers knew it. They they were set up for it, so they watched enough game film. They knew what Hutch was going to do. It's going to come down to Washington at about the 30. Great field position, 35-40. Gets out just past the 40-yard line. So that's where the Panthers will start with excellent field position. Well, and what you saw out of Hutch, they kind of came together in a bunch. They all stood in there. Panthers kind of bunched up as well. and. And, you know, it's just, uh, you know, if Panthers don't do that, all of a sudden Hutch is going to try an onside kick. And I think Coach Clark alluded to that at, uh, when he was up here. He said Hutch has kicked a lot of onside kicks this year. Lem Wash is the quarterback. Washington is in the backfield with him. As Panthers have it, first and 10 from their own 43. Game has just started. And Wash on a keeper cuts it up the field, gets out midfield, past midfield, broke into the open. Run out of bounds at about the 20-yard line. Well, nothing fancy at all. It was just a typical option play. Lim ran it well, cut it upfield, and, uh, you know, found the sideline and picks up huge yardage. Not the way Hutch wanted to start tonight's ball game. It's all the way down to the Hutch 20-yard line. That's where they'll have it first and 10. And you're right. There was a nice running lane, and Wash took big advantage of that running lane. First and 10, Panthers. 11.43 to go, no score. They give it to Washington. He bounces off a guy and then gets pulled down for about a two, maybe a three-yard loss. Uh, you're right. Washington <clears throat> didn't have anywhere to run that time. He kind of hit behind one of our offensive linemen, and by that time, Hutch was able to uh, tackle him for a couple-yard loss. Second and 12 for the Panthers. Trips to the far side. Wash rolling to that side. Now pitches it to Washington. Gets out, finds him a lane inside the 10, down to about 
close to the five, but not quite there. Uh, and what you got to like is Lim Wash comes in and he's the quarterback. He ran the option very well. He he held the ball as long as he could, made the catch defenders commit, pitched out the ball to Washington at the last second, and Washington picks up uh, first down yardage. Going to be first and goal from the seven. Again, no score. Just about 11 minutes left in the first quarter. They give it to Washington. He bounces to the outside, kind of gets drugged down on a nice tackle out there by the Salt Hawks. A totally different look with Lim Wash, a quarterback, and Washington in the backfield. You know, you, those two guys kind of play backs most of the time. and gives you a different look. But, uh, man, I'll tell you what, Lim Wash is the real deal. Lost a yard and a half on first down, so it's second and goal. Wash on a keeper. Gets to the inside, inside the five. Touchdown, Panthers. A hard run by Lim Wash. Well, Lim Wash, I mean, a little bit of misdirection from uh, from Washington. And Wash kind of gets behind a couple of his big blockers. And Noel, once he gets ahead of steam, you kind of figured that the last couple of yards, Lim Wash was going to find the end zone. Well, Lim was, Lim was hunting for it because he bounced off a couple, three guys. Uh, you know, he didn't go in there untouched. He ran hard and... Uh, like you said, it was just kind of a fake to Washington, and he cut up, found him a little bit of a lane, and into the end zone he goes with 10.33 left in the first quarter. Extra point by Simmons. Up, and it looks good, and it is. So with 10.33 left in the first quarter, Panthers break out on top 7-0, and, you know, that looked really it – was, it was all about Lim Wash. Uh, Washington had a pretty good run there, but Wash is the one that got us from – our 40 down to their 20. Well, and, and what you do every week, you've got to stop the option from Derby. And if you don't, you got lethal guys that can run the football. I, I give them a lot of credit. You know Lim does not get as many snaps in practice as a Grant Adler did, but he ran the option as well as you can run it. Yeah, he, he did all right. And, you know, uh, people might be out there listening and thinking, Mark, can this guy pass? Yes, he can. He has a cannon for an arm. And uh, he, he's, like you said, he's the real deal. He, you know, not very many teams are as fortunate as the Panthers are to have a starting quarterback in Adler and a backup like Lim Wash. And like you said earlier, Lim Wash could probably play for anybody else in the state. Now, without a doubt, it just gives you a little bit different look, you know, when you don't have Grant in the ball game. But you're right. Lim Wash can throw the football, and I think you'll see Lim throw the football some tonight. Kicking off for the Panthers will be Simmons. Normally, Adler would do the, the kicking and the punting, but Simmons is going to do the kicking tonight. Going to be taken at about the 10-yard line. Out to the 20. Gets up to about the 25. Not bad coverage by the Panther special teams. No, and that was one of the things Coach Clark talked about uh, when he was up here this evening was that special teams had to get better. They gave up some some long runs to Salina South last week, and he said we worked on that in practice. Panthers got downfield much quicker tonight. First and 10 Hutch from, the, from their own, looks like about 25-and-a-half-yard line. Quarterback They're in their traditional flex bone. And the Panthers jumped. Quarterback is uh Dallas Chambers. We'll try to pick up the rest of them. Well we said the flex bone is a very tight formation the way Hutch runs it. And it, it really, you have to be assignment sound. I mean, there's going to be a lot of misdirection, a lot of things, and the Panther defense has got to be sound. You know, I, I knew we had this uh, this uh, defense where we were going to go down with three down linemen. 
I like it. I like it a lot against the flex zone. First and five after the five-yard markoff. Ball's on the ground, and it looks like Chambers was able to fall on it. So it's going to be second and five. You know, we, we, we've seen Hutch play this before where their offensive linemen fire off, and they, they're, they're ankle biters, if you would. I mean, they're going to come out low. They're going to try and get to our defensive line. And uh, I just watched two or three of their guys, and that's exactly what they do. They come out extremely low. So gives you opportunity for those five defensive guys in the back that are they're there to clean up and make some good tackles. In the backfield also is Alec McEwen. And they give it straight ahead to the fullback. He picks up three on second down, so it's going to be third and short. Well, and Panthers, when when Hutch is in that tight flex, Panthers, it allows us to come up and play a very tight coverage. And again, all you have to do, and I, and I know guys like Tanner Knox, these guys, they've been they've been schooled on it. That hey, watch that tight end, watch what these guys are going to do. But we're selling out on the run. That was Jalen Barlow on the last carry for the Salt Hawks. Third and short, Panthers lead 7-0. They give it to the, one of the upbacks. He's going to get a first down. It's going to be right at the first down marker, but still it was enough probably for a first down for Hutch. Now, so far you haven't seen anything really fancy. You see the Panther defensive line kind of going on the hard count and the misdirection, and, and they're, they're a little bit antsy, but I think you'll see, as Coach said, you can watch all the film you want to watch, but it doesn't replicate what game time speed is. First and 10 from the 36-yard line. Panthers lead 7-0. or about 8.50 left in the first quarter. They give it on a pitch. Finds a bit of a crease to the outside. Going to pick up five, six yards, maybe close to seven yards on first down. Yeah, that was just a a nice play. And it it really, I think they're going to move the sticks on it. I think he picked up. Now, now, you laugh, you look over there, the down guys, they were trying to move the sticks on him, and officials stopped him. So, you're right, he picks up about almost nine yards on the play. No, that was just a pitch outside. And they got to the edge. Derby wasn't able to set the edge on him. Yeah, Panthers, uh, there was a, a huge lane for him to run through. Panthers, like you said, did not set the edge. Going to be second and very short. They give it straight ahead. It gets knocked back, but it's going to be close to the first down, and depending on the spot, whether they'll give it to him. That was going to end up being third and very, very short here. Panther defense uh, has got to stiff it up here. Del Valley was on the carry for Hutch that time, so I think everybody in the backfield now has carried the ball at least once for Hutchinson so far tonight. Chambers, McEwen. Barlow. And Del Valley, they've all carried the football. Straight ahead, and it's going to be enough for a first down. So Hutch has got their second consecutive first down with 7.53 left. They trail the Panthers 7-0. But if any of you don't understand the flex, I mean, in high school, football, college, I mean, predominantly now you see the quarterback and the shotgun. 
in the flex bone, the quarterback's underneath center. I mean, it, it, every one of their backs, they're within a couple of yards of the quarterback, so it is a very tight formation when, when you run the flex. And Hutch runs it very tight. First and 10, Hutch from their own 48. Pitch back to the tailback, and he's going to get the edge again, going to pick up several yards. He's going to pick up eight or nine yards. That's twice they've ran that play only to the opposite side, and Panthers haven't played it very well. No, yet. and I, I think what I said, I think the Panthers, I mean, you got to get used to this flex, and, and uh, I think you'll see them start stiffening up as, as they get used to the game-time speed of, of the misdirection, and, and you're right, but we're going to have to set the edge. I mean, that's uh, they've had a couple of big games of eight or nine yards when they do pitch the ball outside. Well, it looks like they might measure. It was pretty close to a 10-yard gain. Panthers lead 7-0 with 7.27 to go in the in the first quarter. And the chain gang wants to go on unless, unless they move the ball back. Well, the chain gang got tangled up, so we're going to have to wait and see what's going on. It, it may still be second second down, but been a rough start for the chain gang tonight. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see what they're going to do it's either going to be first and 10 or second and very short and i think i see the second down came up on the on the box and uh so it's going to be second short for hutch again they've had two very successful plays to the outside and they'll go back to that again i'm sure Straight ahead, fullback just kind of ducks his head and squeaks through a little bit of an opening, first down Hutch. And I, and I believe Coach Wietrich made that comment about Hutch is quite happy. If they can pick up, you can do the math on this deal again, if they can pick up three yards at, at a whack running the ball, they'll they'll keep on, on chewing up ground. And they're a, a clock control team, and uh, Panthers got to figure that out and try and stop them. Well, Derby's got out of their five linebacker set. They brought in another safety. Again, Hutch shows motion and pitch back. Panthers play this one much better. He's going to lose a yard, maybe two on first down. Like looks like it came in late. You kind of worry in that vicinity. You hope that we don't get a face mask or something. But Panthers played that one very well. Yeah, it's going to be a huge loss for Hutch on first down, unless the penalties against the Panthers, and it'll be a huge gain for him on first down. Panthers lead seven zero. Just under seven minutes left. We'll wait and see. What the call is, it's blocking the back on the offense. I I think the Panthers did take it. I guess it must be a mark off from where the spot of the foul was because that was a that was about a 20-yard penalty, 15-yard penalty that should have only been 10. So it either would have been second down and 15 or – now it's first down and about 25. Well, and we made the adjustment. As you said, we got away from the five linebackers. We made the adjustment to handle that outside game. Yeah, because that's who, that's who led the charge on that was the safety for the Panthers. Straight ahead goes the quarterback. He gets up, oh, maybe four yards on first down. Just a reminder that tonight's game is in its entirety, as well as all games that have have been played is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to these uh, ball games. Uh, you just search Derby Panther Football 
and pull those up. I believe tonight's game, usually they're ready for about 10 o'clock. You can listen to the rebroadcast. We know we have uh, a lot of Panther fans that like to do that. Six minutes left. Panthers lead 7-0. Second down and about just over 20 for, for Hutch. They pitch it to the wide side. Again, Panthers playing it way better now. They're going to lose. Hutch is going to lose probably two, maybe three yards on second down. Well, the difference is now when they're pitching the ball wide, you look up and you've got five or six green jerseys going to the uh, sideline. I mean, they're really pushing it. And and the way you set the edge, it just starts forcing the team to run sideways. And you knew that that was going to come out good the last two, two plays. Have, uh, have done very well by the Panthers uh, setting the edge. Well, the Panthers took out one of their linebackers. They took out Trayvon Morrison, and they brought in Liddell Clemens at safety. And since they've done that, they've played that outside run very well. Panthers lead 7-0. It's third down and very long for Hutch. Back to pass goes Chambers. The ball is incomplete. It was good coverage out there. It looked like one of our linebackers, Stewart, on the coverage. Now, Stewart had good coverage on the play, and, you know, you look out there, if anything, the Hutch receiver kind of tried to push off at the end, but the ball was thrown out of bounds, so it's going to bring up uh, fourth down in a punting situation likely for Hutch. Yeah, fourth and, oh gosh, it looks like fourth and 22, so that was a pretty good defensive stand once they went back to the two safety, four linebacker set. As I said, you got to kind of feel out this, this flex bone and get comfortable. Panthers look like they finally settled in. Derby leads 7-0. We're in the first quarter. Nice high punt taken by Washington at about the 25, 30, 35, 40. Gets out close to the 45, depending on the spot. So, you know, you, you look at a play like that, and with a nice return, Hutch, Hutch nets about 10 yards on the play. So Panthers have good field position to, to start this drive. Again, Derby leads 7-0. We're 4 to go in the first quarter. It's the Panthers' second possession, and again, Hutch moved the ball pretty well against Derby, and then they made that defensive switch and got back to what they were comfortable running, and, and Panthers pretty much shut them off. Yet to see Lem Wash put the ball in the air. First and 10 from the 45. Wash on a keeper. Pitches it out to Washington. Makes one guy miss. Going to pick up three, maybe four yards on first down. So not a bad, not a bad first first down play by the Panthers. No, what you got to like about Trey Washington is what looked like there was going to be no gain out of it all. He's going to pick up almost four yards. So you know he's just one of those deceptive running backs. We're going to call it second and six. Panthers lead seven zero. Clock moving four thirty to go. First quarter. First pass of the night, complete to Walker. Inside Hutch territory, down at about the 41-yard line. First down, Panthers. Yeah, nice to see KB on Walker back. Uh, he set out a, a game with, uh, with I believe, uh, an ankle sprain. and He looks uh, to be uh, back in tonight. Looks pretty healthy. First and 10, Panthers. Back to pass again goes Wash. The man outside trying to hit Walker. And there was a bit of a tangle. Their feet got tangled up. I think probably a good no call by the official. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, uh, you know, and, and when their feet got tangled up, the ball just ended up really out of the reach of anybody. So good call by the uh, back judge. Salt Talks were covering him pretty well, but the pass was thrown to his outside shoulder. and He might have had a chance at it if he wouldn't have got his feet tangled. Second and 10 Panthers, they lead 7-0. 
Washington straight up the middle, big hole, 30, 25, 20, inside the 15, first down Panthers. Well, Trey Washington did a great job that time of finding the hole. I mean, you know, he, he just kind of dodged one guy, and you knew once Trey got a step on him, he was going to pick up big yardage, and he does. He takes it down uh, inside the 15-yard line. First and 10 Panthers at the 14. Back to pass goes Wash. Get a completion out to Walker. He's going to get inside. Still on his feet. Breaks away. Going to get down close to a first down. Well, KV on Walker really should have been stopped. <laughs> it looked like he had the ball in his hands for 30 seconds because he just kept fighting and keeping his feet moving, and he wanted to get that extra yardage. It nearly spun out for the score, but uh, nice catch by uh, KV on. Nice run after a catch. Second and two for the Panthers. A little bit of a high snap. Wash, touchdown Panthers. Yeah, Lim Wash that time. They all bid on Washington. They all went out and bid on Washington. And Doyle, it opened up a hole big enough. You would have been able to make the score on that one. It was just, you just saw it part for him, and he easily gets into the end zone. He did. It was nice, nice blocking by the uh, guys up front. And like you said, they all bid on uh, Trey Washington, which that was mistake one. And Lim Wash took it in. Panthers now lead 13-0 with the all-important extra point to follow. And the extra point is good. That was a bit of a bad snap. But uh, uh, the holder, Mercer Thatcher, made a, did a good job getting the ball down, and Simmons kicked it through. Man, you got to understand Mercer Thatcher was forced into being the holder last week when uh, Aaron Larson went down with an injury. And, and uh, you know, timing of all that stuff, it plays a big role. It plays a large role. I mean, you, you kick in, in uh, Simmons' case, you know, up until last week, he kicked 35 extra points, and his holder has been Larson, who's done a whale of a job getting the ball down. Now he's got a new holder to get used to, and I'll tell you that that time Thatcher did a great job fielding the football and getting it down so Simmons could kick. Well, you know, in high school football, when you got a team that will run the option, and you're a defensive coordinator, and you got guys like a Grant Adler, a, a, a Lim Wash, a Trey Washington, it would give a defensive coordinator fits going, okay. Who do we bite on you? And, and all it is is a D, as a DC, you got to put a hat on a hat. That's it's simple, simple defense. Simmons kicking off, going to be taken at about the fifteen. That's about a, gets out to maybe the twenty. So good coverage again by the Panthers special teams. It looked like on the return, Alec McEwen for Hutch. Well, Panthers got downfield very quickly, and as uh, we talked about in practice, they spent some time talking about what happened to Salina South because special teams are a big deal here. It is at Derby. It has been, and, and uh, you know, Panthers, they work a lot on that, and Coach Clark will tell you, you know, every time we've talked to him and he wants to talk about special teams, they spend a lot of time. They put athletes on those special teams, and they want to do well. First and 10, Hutch. They trail 14-0 from their own 22-yard line. They give it straight ahead to the fullback. He gets out close to a first down. There's going to be a penalty on the Panthers. I'm sure it's going to be a face mask. Yeah, and, you know, we've seen that so often out of this flex that when you see a big run, a lot of times it's the fullback up in the middle. We'll wait and see what the white hat calls, but and it, it is a face mask. On the Panthers. 
and it's going to be a 15-yard penalty on the end of the run. So that's going to be a well. No, they well, said incidental. Yeah, they, they, it's incidental. So it was a five-yard penalty on the anyway. It was on the end of the run. So I they, see what you said. The back judge took off running, and it did look like that. But I knew I heard the white hat say incidental face mask. So five-yard penalty and. Uh, you know, as we said, the Panthers, the last stand on defense, they seem to really come into their own. First and 10, balls on the 36. Panthers lead 14-0. We're two minutes and 45 seconds away from the end of the first quarter. The ball's on the ground. Panthers say they've got it, but we're going to wait. And they do. So Panthers come up with a big fumble recovery on the play. You know, Hutch just gave up their second touchdown to the Panthers. Now they turn the ball over on the inside, the 40-yard line. You know, again, not the way you want to start uh, a ball game here in Derby. Well, and, and, and you know, I watched a video on, on these guys this year, and, and the video I watched, they fumbled a lot. Well, and, and I you're, think you're in that flex yeah. bone. You're very tight. There's not a lot of room. you got to have athletes. That's the only way I can say it. When Hutch had their heyday, they had tons of athletes. And you get used to it, but, it, you know, it, it is an easy easy formation to fumble out of. First and ten Panthers from the 38. Back to pass goes Lim Wash. David Sims had it in his hands and then dropped it. Uh, it was a beautiful pass, and it looked like a, a, a beautiful opportunity to come down with the ball. Sims was guarded well. I don't know if maybe the hand slipped in right at the last second, but uh, nice pass play from uh, Wash. Yeah, it's a good pass. And uh, again, uh, we can't see that well from up here, but you may be right. Maybe just a defensive back's hand slipped in there and, and knocked it to the ground because it was on target. Well, and, and what you're seeing all of a sudden out of Lim Washes, we're throwing the football. Guess what? That's going to open up that run game because it gives Hutch that, that worry about what are they going to do. Second and 10, Panthers lead 14 0. Pitch out to Washington. There 35, 30, 25, inside the 20, and down out of bounds at about the 20. Well, and that's what you just saw. I mean, all of a sudden they run the option, and Hutch is kind of playing back a little bit. You knew that uh, Washington was going to hit the edge, and he picks up first down yardage. Well, also, you got the run pass option. Man, that's that would be a tough one against Lamb. Huge line splits by the Panthers on, on this play. First and 10 from the 20. I think Hutch is going to jump off sides. I mean, there's there's about two yards between the guard and the tackle on the near side. And you know what you do is all of a sudden those defensive guys are looking at these massive line splits and they're thinking, hey, I'm going to get through. I'm going to get through before they can react. Well, the reason you can do those massive line splits, you're spreading out the defense and you're banking on that your guys are going to get to the hole quicker than they are. And I, th I think the Panthers have the advantage here. First and five. Straight ahead goes Washington into that huge line split. Touchdown Panthers. Unless, the, well, they're going to call him down just short of the goal line. I thought I thought he got into the end zone, but uh, again, that last extra effort was something else by Washington. But give the offensive line credit. You saw the hole open up with those massive line splits. So you know, a, a good job by our line. Yeah, he ran right between the guard and the tackle, and there was about two yards between the guard and the tackle. First and goal from about inside the one. Wash touchdown Panthers. He just walked in pretty much. 
Lim Wash. And again, another option play, and it was just so obvious. I think Lim looked out there thinking, you got to be kidding me. I mean, everyone's going to go follow Trey out there. Makes it a very easy uh, easy situation for him. And I don't think Lim was, was mugging anybody. It just He only had about a half a yard to go, and there was a huge hole out there. And uh, he just trotted into the end zone for the touchdown, 20 to nothing with the extra point to follow. Again, Thatcher's the holder. And I'm going to say it's good, and it is. So with 2.02 left in the first, Panthers score their third touchdown. It's 21-0 derby over the Hutchinson Salthawks. Panthers are going to be kicking off for the fourth, or I guess the fourth time or third time. I don't know. I can't do the math. Math is not my specialty. <laughs> we got to get we got to get Coach Sweetrick up here again. That's what he talked about was his, his math skills. Well, maybe he and I need to go see the same teacher because I'm not very good at math either. But Panthers will be kicking off again. They lead 21-0. And, uh, you know, really, Kevin, offensively anyway, Panthers really haven't had much of a fight. No, they, so, they've done whatever they wanted to. So far, they have not. Uh, Doyle, I just got a text from one of our buddies, uh, John Cooper, who, who usually runs the uh, the uh, sound system here. He's in uh, in Talladega right now on the NASCAR racetrack with a group of people listening to the Panther broadcast. Again, it goes back to once a Panther, always a Panther, and uh, good to hear that John's able to listen to us down there. Again, keep in mind, you can listen to us all over the country. Uh, just uh, tune us in and... Uh, and you can catch your Panther football team. Well, you know, I hope Cooper's having a good time. I'm sure it's not cold where he's at. He's probably having a hot dog listening to the ball game and sitting in his chair there at Talladega. So good for you, John, and thanks for letting us know you're listening. Simmons will be kicking off. And it's going to be taken at about the 10, maybe the 11-yard line. Panthers cover this one very well. Might get back to the 20, maybe just across the 20. You know, Noel, what I'm seeing right now is, again, you go back to these teams catching the football, they cower. I mean, I, I think they look at game film and they're going, and these guys are running 100 miles an hour at me, and I don't want any part of it. And we've seen that on, on the last two kick returns for much, and uh, it sets them up to have poor field position. And Well, I'd love to have the stats on how often teams have started in our uh, in, in Derby territory this year. Panthers went back to the one safety look, so they're back with the three linebacker look on this series, or five linebacker look. Straight ahead, picks up a yard, maybe two on first down, and and I don't know whether it's really five linebackers or not. They've got three in the middle, and they've got a couple up on the line of scrimmage. They're they're defense in the run you know i saw this year you know in, in the summer the panthers worked on that and it was everyone's going hey man they, we got this three five and you kind of look at it and you go well yeah it's a three five but really you know we got two guys up so far on the line it's almost a, a five three yeah uh searing is up close to the line of scrimmage along with uh stewart panthers lead 21 nothing 65 seconds to go in the first quarter. And they give it on a pitch. It's going to be short of the 30. It's going to be third down and maybe four yards to go for Hutch. Well, again, if you're Hutch, you got to get out of your, your end of the field. You got to get somewhere where you feel comfortable, you know, punt the football. You don't want to keep giving Derby the ball and uh, the field position that they have. Well, it, it looks like. Looks like the Panthers are kind of jumping in and out of that defense. They they brought a linebacker out and brought a safety back in. 
on third down and about three. Straight ahead. It's going to be short of the first down, but it's going to be fourth down and probably a yard, yard and a half. As we mentioned, the offensive line's firing off. They're going right at the ankles. If you notice, a lot of times the running backs, when they're carrying the football, they're doing the same thing. Yes. They're coming in low, and they're just diving to try and get uh, yardage. Fourth and one, so you got to wonder if Coach Vernon's going to take a chance from their own 30, just outside their own 30-yard line. And, and you might try the hard count and see if you can draw the Panthers off. I think they're, they're they may even call a timeout here because the the uh, game clock's down to uh, the play clock's down to below seven seconds now. Panthers lead twenty one zero. This is Panther football on KDKQ Alive one hundred five. We'll be back. We'd like to thank Derby Junior Football for their support of Derby Panther Football on Alive 105 KDKQ. Derby Junior Football embraces youth athletic competition in a way that should be competitive, fun, and a key component of a child's education. The Derby Junior Football organization promotes important life skills like desirable personal and social behaviors and the development of good character. You can learn more about the Derby Junior Football program and find out about signing up by calling 788-8500. You can also find them on Facebook and on the web. We're back at Panther Stadium where the Panthers lead 21-0. We're start, ready to start the second quarter. Hutch will have it fourth down. We don't know whether they're going to punt or not. We're, we're waiting to see. It looks like they're going to go for it. I, I suppose when you're 1-5 or 1-4, you know, you do, you do something like this. I don't know that I'd do it this early in the ball game, but they've got to feel awful confident in the fact that uh, they can pick up that yard. As we said, they may try a hard count here as well, but uh, very, very short distance to go. They give it to the fullback, and he gets the first down, easily gets the first down, gets out to past the 35-yard line, almost to the 36. So I guess if you're from Hutch, that wasn't really a big-time gamble. And, you know, we just looked down on the field, and uh, our old stat guy, John Killen, came up tonight, and uh, I think it's because he felt it was going to be warmer up here, but uh, he came up, and we just looked, and we knew the wind was going to die, and it looks like it's uh, pretty much uh, laid down now, so that's a good sign. Yeah, that just makes it a good night for football without that wind. First and 10 from the 36, Panthers lead 21-0, 11-40 left in the first or second quarter. Straight on a pitch to the outside, finds a running lane, big hole. Finally run out of bounds by Colson Searing in Panther territory, so that wide play, Panthers don't play it again. And, you know, I just looked, and, and one of our linebackers uh, looked to me like he was drugged down to the ground because at first I was thinking, man, Hutch is doing a great job blocking him. You know, it was right by the Derby bench, and uh, unfortunately it opened up enough of a lane that Hutch is able to get to the edge. Well, they picked up pretty good yardage. They're inside Panther territory at about the 44-yard line. So it's first and 10 for Hutchinson. And and granted, you're not going to stop these guys on every play. They're going to bust one on you. Panthers lead 21-0, and play stopped for some reason. Looked like it was going to be a pitch back to the tailback, but 
The officials stopped play. One of the coaches is out on the field. Hutch is going to get called for delay a game. It's going to be uh, first and 15 from the Panther 49. Again, Panthers lead 21-0. Hutch has it on the Panther 49. Long count by the quarterback. Again, quarterback just keeps it, finds a running lane, picks up four on first down. Now, Panthers, uh, as we as we've seen so far with the flex tonight, where they're giving up the you know we stopped that outside run pretty much. Now they're trying to chew away at the inside of uh, our of our Panther defense. Second and eleven for Hutch. The ball's just outside the Panther forty-five. They got to get down to the Panther thirty. Looks like 34 is the line to gain. You don't see the physical stature out of Hutch that you've seen in the past. These guys just don't uh, don't appear to be overwhelming. Again, the quarterback on a pitch to the outside gets a first down down close to the 30-yard line. So, again, Panthers, they just beat the Panthers to the edge. Yeah, I, I shouldn't have talked. I said, hey, we've been starting to set the edge better, and they come back at the next play, and and they expose us and pick up 11 yards. It's going to be first and 10 from the Panther 32-yard line. I guess it's a Panther defense that uh, I, I believe the starting unit is only allowed one touchdown. This is the second time Hutch has been into Derby territory in the ball game. <clears throat> so they've been able to move the, the football. They've thrown one pass. It was incomplete. So now it's first and 10. They give it on a looked like a kind of a reverse, as much as a reverse as you can run in that offense. Picks up eight or nine on first down. Yeah, and you know where we saw the Panther defense uh, starting to stiffen up after that first series. Now they're uh, giving a lot of ground to the Salt Hawks. Going to be well, they picked up eight, so it's going to be second down and two. <clears throat> Panthers lead twenty-one zero, nine forty left in the half in a game that offensively, anyway, the Panthers have pretty much had their way. And, and Hutch hadn't done anything unusual. It's just typical flex bone. They've only thrown the football one time. Again, a pitch to the wide, and they're going wide with it again. They're going to pick up, I don't know, maybe a yard on, on uh, second down. It's going to be third and short. Panthers did a Late much flag. Harder much better job of uh, stringing that play out. You're right, the flag was very late. And from the looks of it, it's going to be against one of the Panthers. I just see Coach Clark's animation, and uh, he's not happy at all. You've you know, you got a team that you're going to have them third and two or three, and now you're going to give them a first down and, and likely 15 yards. Un unsportsmanlike is called on the Panthers, so that's going to be half the distance to the goal. So this has been a pretty good drive for Hutchinson so far. Well, you just don't want to see that. You do not want to see your team give up 15 yards way after the play. And, and as we said, Coach Clark doesn't put up with that stuff. The young man was pulled out of the game immediately. And 
you know, now the Panthers, I think, are going to burn one of their timeouts to regroup. Yeah, they need to regroup. Hutch has pretty much uh, had a pretty good drive so far with 9.24 left in the second. Well, we got a break in the action. Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther football on Live 105. KDKQ 105.9 FM is sponsored in part by these great local derby businesses. Tender Care Lawn and Landscape. Confederated Builders. Derby Junior Football. The Derby Informer. Biddles Automotive. Derby Recreation Center. Derby Plaza Theaters. Derby Public Library, D&B Service Center, Shelton Collision Repair, and D&M Mechanical. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on Live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. 9.24 left. Panthers lead 21-0, but Hutch is definitely threatening. And, and I think it was a good timeout by Coach Wiedrich. I, I think he needed to regroup the guys and go, hey, okay, stand up, let's do something with this. We just got a big 15-yard penalty called against us. You know, we we got to get back to, to basics here. And the culprit is out of the ball game. Uh, like you said earlier, uh, Coach Wietrich, I guess Coach Wietrich, uh got him to the sidelines, let him cool off, you know, let him get his head back in the ball game. First and 10, Hutch. And there's going to be a penalty marker. That usually means some kind of a violation by the offense, we're guessing. Well, it happened very quickly, too. No time off the clock, so it is false start on Hutch, so that's going to back it up five yards. So that's going to move it back out to about the 17-yard line. It'll be first down and uh, 15 from there. Again, this has been Hutch's deepest penetration into Panther territory. It's been their best drive of the night. Panthers lead 21-0. They give it straight ahead. This time the Panthers play it very well. Picked up maybe a yard, yard and a half. That was Isaiah DeValley on the carry. It's going to be interesting to see what Coach Wietrich talked to him about out there. I mean, you see a quick stop there. I think sometimes you just got to regroup these young men. You know, you you got a great coaching staff. You got great defense out here. You just got to get them settled back down and go, hey, quit overreacting, quit doing this, settle in. So we've got a couple more plays here to see if we can keep them out of the end zone. You know, just play your game, you know. You know, they, they play like you practice. Second down, they picked up one yard, pitched to the outside. And it's going to be a pretty good gain. Hutch is just, you know, we haven't really stopped that all night. We've stopped it a couple of times, but for the most part, Hutch has had good success running that pitch to the outside. Yeah, and I think the Panthers, I mean, we're going to still be third and, gosh, nearly five for for a first down. So Hutch can get a first down without scoring. And if if, if they get, I'm sure this is four down territory for them, trailing 21-0. We've got 8.15 left in the half. Third and five on a keeper and tackled for a loss out there by Stewart. Well, it was you could see it in that time. Hutch tried to pull one on us, and they, they reversed the quarterback all by himself coming out. I've seen that out of Hutch over the years. Luke Stewart was not fooled at all. He bit all over him, throws him for about a six-yard loss. Now fourth and 11, exactly. That was what I would call a naked bootleg or a naked reverse because there was the whole motion of the play went to the far side, and he was the only one going to the near side. Stewart 
held his ground, made a good play on, on the quarterback. You know, Doyle, it's been, I think, four years since I've coached middle school football, and that was one of the things we worried about was that. That exact play, well, Luke Stewart, he stayed home and did his job. Fourth and about 11 for Hutchinson. And we've got a stoppage in play. Looks like timeout Hutch. Well, I think there now you're 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 sitting there, and if you if you're Coach uh, Burden, you're going, "Hey, I'm down here inside the red zone. We just took a big loss. I need to time out. I need to put points on the board." You, you know, your kids can only so often get into the red zone and get shut down without losing all the air out of their sails. Well, yeah, and, and that was a smart timeout. I think you, you got to make sure you got the play called that you think you can run. The, you know, and you know they've had they've had the most success trying to take it to the outside on the Panthers. So. It, I don't know about you, but it wouldn't surprise me to see him with that little pitch to the outside. But, you know, if they don't get it, Panthers are going to get it back deep in their own territory. So, you know, I, I think, you know, after that after that penalty, I, I think you're right. I think Coach Wiedrich went out and settled the kids down some. You know, hey, you, you know, just settle down and play because they've done very well since that, that penalty. They, they've been able to manhandle a little well, bit. And I, I like it. I mean, you got fourth down, you got – this is a, those moments in a football game or in a season where you got to go, hey, our backs are a little bit against the wall. Let's see how we respond a little through a little adversity. Well, Hutch kind of spreads it out some. They show motion, as usual, going to pass. Panthers have it all covered, and they break up the pass. It was a good job by Derby on their pass defense. It looked like Jack Heilman knocked the ball down. Yeah, Panthers did a great job, I, I, and I couldn't tell whether it was Jack or I saw Noel back there too, but, you know, they, they played it well. I mean, and that was probably, you know, first I thought, well, it's a little RPO, but it looked to me like Hux was going to throw the football the whole the whole time. Yeah, they had a guy out wide. They had one coming across the middle on the other way, and then they had another guy just where the ball was eventually thrown, and uh, Panthers Defense that very well. And now the answer, if you're Hutch, they have not been able to stop Derby all night in the run game. First and ten Panthers. Washington cuts back, does a great job cutting back. He's out to the 30, 35. Yeah, so just like that, you got the ball out to the 35-yard line on what we said was just the, just that. They have not been able to have an answer for our run game. Well, there was a nice, a nice lane for him to run in. He cut back a little bit against the grain and was able to pick up. Lots of yards on first down. Again, Washington, he's going to get hit and probably drop for a yard or two loss on first down. Now, that time Hutch just read a right. They were in our backfield and uh, stopped Washington for a rare loss. I see our O-line coach. He's, he's uh, trying to encourage our O-lineman a little bit there. He was out on the field coaching them up. You got Coach Benair and Coach Clark are our O-line coaches, and I guarantee you they're not happy when we get, we're throwing for a loss. Good cut up the field by Wash. He gets tackled, nice tackle, probably a big game-saving tackle by Hutch. So the Panthers are out close to a first down. And if you, if you see these plays develop on this on this option, they are biting so hard on Trey Washington that, you know, Lim Wash is, you know, he's got his eyes wide open and uh, – Looking for six. First and ten for the Panthers. Back to pass goes Wash. Got lots of time. Caught. Kavion, and then he dropped it. Kavion Walker had it in his hands and dropped it. Well, he had it in his hands, and I think he was trying to run with it. There was a couple of Hutch guys 
ripping and stripping the football, and uh, unfortunately, it falls to the turf. It's going to bring up uh, second and ten. Well, it, it was a pass that was right on the money, and and uh, again, if if you'd ask Kavion, he would probably tell you I should have had that. My, I'm sure he's looking at Wash going my bad, but he just turned and tried to run. Wash on a keeper, 50, 45, gets knocked out of bounds after he picks up a first down close to the 40. Now, what you got to like, Lim, Lim throws. I mean, he, he, he really spins the football. I mean, he's, he's got the arm. And I, I know last year a couple of the kids, I said, you know, Adler's got the best arm on the team, and they just smile. And they go, maybe most accurate, but Lim Wash can flat chuck the football. Panthers lead 21 nothing. just under six minutes left in the half. Wash. Got a man open. Karzak, first down, down to about the 30. Well, that, that was a nice pass play again from Lim, throwing the ball back against the grain, so to speak, and finds Jacob Karzak, who you and I, we, we like this kid as a receiver. I mean, he's physical. He's a good-sized good, uh, young man and great hands. Going to be first and 10 from the Hutch 30. Panthers lead 21 nothing. They're threatening. Washington, again, straight up the middle, big hole inside the 10. Make that inside the 15 down to about the 13. Now, Derby just eating up huge yardage against this Salt Hawk defense tonight. You know, you can kind of see the, the body language of the Salt Hawks. I mean, they didn't score. They've been inside the red zone twice. They've been shut down, and Panthers are just chewing up huge amounts of yards. 525 left in the half. Panthers lead 21 nothing. They're definitely threatening now with a first down inside the 15. Wash pitches it out to Washington, 15-10. And there's a penalty marker out there. Usually that means one of our wide receivers might have held or something, but we're going to wait and see what the call is. Yeah, anytime you see them out there on those wide plays, you, you got to assume you're going to see a hold or maybe a block in the back. Uh, very rarely out there do they go against uh, the defense, but let's hope. That's going to be if if it's not on the Panthers, it will. It, the ball's resting at the five, so a good game. I, I you know, I I, th I saw they're going to call a personal foul against uh, the defense. Reason I thought, man, it may go against the defense. He was looking to see what number they they do call the numbers now in high school football. So. Boy, that moves the ball deep in Hutch territory. Puts it on about the two, first and goal, maybe the three. Two and a half, three yard line, first and goal for the Panthers. They lead 21 0. Washington, he gets in the end zone for a touchdown. That extends the Panther lead to 27 0 with right at five minutes to go here in the first half. Well, that, that drive took about a minute and a half to move the ball all the way downfield. And it was kind of nice because you saw the Panthers mix a little pass in with the run, but they just have not had an answer for really Washington or Limwash. Well, Wash threw the ball a couple times and they were both right on the money. One, unfortunately, was dropped, the other one was caught. And so we know Lim can throw. Extra point attempt is good, and again, a good job by Mercer getting the ball down. The, the snap was a little bit high, but he got the ball down in time without uh, without messing up the timing of, of the kicker, and the ball was booted in for a good extra point, and so that's four more extra points for uh, Simmons tonight, and he still only missed two for the year. And 
and I, I was telling John Killen up here earlier that, and I don't think John knew that. He's, and John's son was a kicker, and he kind of likes those kickers. And I said, you know, this is our first kid we've ever had that plays soccer during the week. On Friday nights, uh, Coach Burke, I think, is nice enough that he says, hey, you know, let him come down for a little bit of your football practice, come out here and kick. And, man, I'll tell you what, this kid, you know, from uh, from week one, I think he missed his first extra point since then. Uh, he's he's solid, He's and I think he's having fun. Yeah, I think he is too. He's he's doing the kick kickoff chores tonight. Don't know who's going to do the punting chores uh, uh, if we punt because uh, again, Adler does the punting. He also does the kickoffs. So you know, one guy going out affects a couple more. So, but I'm sure the Panthers will have somebody if we if we need to punt that that will punt. Simmons kicking off. You know, Derby Junior football night, those kids do push-ups when we score. They're starting to get tired now that they've hit 28. McEwen, from about the nine-yard line, he gets out to about the 21, maybe. That's where Hutch will have it first and 10. Yeah, it looks like he, I mean, he took off hard like he was going to get somewhere, and he was just knocked to the ground. Panthers have a, a player down on the ground. We'll uh, try and get that number as quickly as we can. Hopefully he'll he'll be okay because you know we can't afford to have any more injuries and I'm looking out at our starters and as they are on the field right now I don't see I'm not really sure who it is because we can't see them the medical staff is out there and again uh, you know for those of you that haven't been listening to Panther football for the last 20 years or 23. Uh, we have a great medical staff. Uh, Dr. Niedery's out there. He's at every ball game. Uh, uh, the trainer's rec shot. Uh, we, we are very fortunate to have these guys on our sideline. Looks like it was Kuzer, but he's up and walking off under his own power. So hopefully he'll be all right. Uh, Kuzer doesn't go. I mean, you know, he's another one of those guys that probably realistically is doing well to weigh 150, but he plays like he's about 190 pounds, and uh, glad to see him back up on the on his feet. Let's hope it's nothing serious. In the ball game for Kuzer, looks like it's Corey A- Atkins. Atkins, excuse me. First and 10 from the 21, straight up the middle. And the Panthers shut that off for about a two-yard gain. That was uh, Isaiah Del Valle on the carry. Now, Tyler Dorsey, I believe, was the guy that made the tackle. And Again, Tyler Dorsey, you know, he gets double-teamed about every game, sometimes triple-teamed, and that was what Coach Wietrich was talking about. He says, I'm not a math guy, but, you know, when that happens, the numbers get in our favor. Good to see Kuzer came right back in the ball game. So uh, tough kid, he's back in. Second and about eight and a half for Hutch. Panthers lead 28-0, 4-18 to go here in the first half. On a keeper, Chambers, but he's going to lose a couple. Panthers played that one very well. And I, you know, and that's what uh, Coach Wietrich, I think, talked about is, hey, we'll feel him out. We're going to do this and that. You know, Panthers have had a lot of good positive plays here. Hutch has got a guy. Looks like he's in a little bit of pain. He's trying to go off under his own power. Well, we got a break in the action. Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther football on Live 105, KDKQ 105.9.
is sponsored in part by these great derby lo local derby businesses, Will Hyde Auto Service, MJB Heating and Cooling, Radio Shack of Derby, Express Water and Hardscapes, Pizza John's, El Paso Animal Hospital, Riverside Cafe of Derby, La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie, and Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on Live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Player got off the field on, on his own. Uh, he was limping pretty good, but he did get off on his own. Hutch is going to have it now third and about oh, eight or nine. I think that last play was supposed to be a pitch, and the Panthers shut that down. And once again, you're and Hutch is going to burn another timeout here, Doyle. Uh, kind of unbelievable, but I don't think he liked, coach liked what he saw. And, you know, you're back in that situation. You're going to be fourth down and deep in your own territory, putting to the Panthers if you're not careful. Well, I think, uh, I think that was the third timeout for Hutch. The board still says each team has two, but I, I know that Hutch has had, I think they've only got. That might have been their last timeout. They may have one more left. I'm, I'm not real sure. But, uh, again, you know, it's that math deal. You know, <laughs> three minus one is what? <laughs> minus one is what? So, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, it probably wasn't a bad timeout because, like, like you said, uh, you know, you want to make sure on a third down and long that, you know, if you, you want to run a play, maybe you can make it on and, and not turn the ball over to this high-powered offense again with 335 left. Well, the, really the one, I guess – and really in a trick play when they, they kind of ran the naked bootleg, it was shut down. They were throwing for a, a 10, 11-yard loss. So it'll be interesting to see if Hutch has something up their sleeve here. Well, they've got nine yards to go. they got to get out to the, their own 31, ball setting on about their 22. So they've got the line to gain will be the 31. And it's third and long. Ball's and the, the ball's ground. on the ground, and the quarterback falls on it, and it's going to be inside the 20 at about the 17. So Hutch will punt. Uh, I guess they stopped the clock. I don't know if the Panthers called a timeout or or what, but I, I don't know why you would stop the clock for this. I guess the Panthers looks like took a timeout. And, uh, well, you, know, man, you know, like I said, it's going to be fourth and very long. And, you know, Hutch puts the ball on the ground again, and they're very fortunate to fall on it. But, you know, now you got, uh, you know, another situation. The Panthers should get great field position. Well, yeah, uh, there's no win, obviously, right now. And, and uh, it, it's a great night out there. And, you know, the Panther fans are out in full force again tonight. But, uh, you know, you got 329 left. You lead 28-0. And, you know, so far tonight, Panthers haven't needed three minutes to score. They've, they've scored relatively fast each time they've had the football. And you said that the wind dying down like this was a blessing. I think all day long it was, it was gusting 35, 40 miles an hour. It made it very chilly here. But, uh, they, you know, Weatherman got this one right. They said that it was going to die down somewhere after game time. And uh, I'm sure the fans, I look down at them, and they're cold. So, uh Nice, nice deal for them. Sims and Washington will be back. And, and again, like we talked, they're standing at about midfield right now. So Panthers are going to have excellent field position after this punt. Punting for the Salt Hawks is Ricky Villarreal. He's standing inside the five-yard line. 
spiral, kind of kicks it away from the Panther receivers, but it goes out of bounds on the 39-yard line. So it's yeah, gonna they're going to net about 20 yards out of that punt. It, it was just kicked low and, and angled right at the sideline and uh, you know, giving up the, to a Panther offense. And I, I got to think that Washington and Wash both, their average yards per carry got to be over 10, 12 yards of carry. Well, and, and you know, it, I guess it, it's kind of a double-edged sword. You either kick it out of bounds or you run the risk of one of these guys carrying it all the way back or carrying it inside your 25 or, you know, so it, it's it's a double-edged sword for Hutch. First and 10 Panthers, they lead 28-0. Back to pass goes Wash. Just a little bit low intended for Sims. It's going to be second and 10. And Sims was open on the play and, uh, Wash did throw that one just uh, a little low. And, you know, I, I think it was just a misfire by him. Usually when you see a kid that's nervous or something, they'll, they'll fire high. And that one was fired low. And, uh, but again, Wash throws the ball. I mean, he, he throws bullets. Sims made a good play on the ball. He just couldn't come up with it. Back to pass again. Walker. No, that wasn't Walker. That's looks like it's Carsack on the catch. So it's going to be third down and about – Probably three or four. Uh, what a different pass. I mean, that one was just a touch pass where he just lobbed it out to Carsack and picks up about six. KDK QRP Derby. Washington's huge hole. 25. Inside the 20, he goes out of bounds at probably about the 18, 19-yard line. You know, I, I love what I just saw. You know, I've coached running backs for a long time, and Trey Washington found the hole, and you saw him start heading to the sideline. The ball changed hands. He got it in that outside hand, which you teach these kids. That way, if you fumble, you, you got to hope that the sideline's your buddy. First and 10 from the 19. Panthers lead 28-0. They're threatening again. Again, up in the air. Another one just dropped. I, I think that's got to be the third or fourth ball that Wash has thrown that's been dropped. Yeah, Walker dropped that one. And I, I'm going to tell you, I gave Walker a big time the benefit of that doubt on the earlier one because, I, like I said, I think the guy stripped it. That one was a drop, and, and I know Kavion knew it. He, he just kind of held his hands up like, man, that uh, nicely thrown football uh, from Lim Wash. Second and 10. Washington makes a guy miss at the point of attack 15 10 touchdown panthers you know and, and washington that time it just looks like hutch is a couple steps slow i mean once washington hit the edge you could see eight guys chasing him and they weren't going to catch uh, trey washington looks like is there a flag down i see yeah, i see panthers walking backwards i see kevin washington walking back Yeah, they're going to call for a holding. It was one of our wide receivers that held on that play. So it's, it's going to move the ball back oh, 10 yards from where the spot of the foul. And I'm looking at uh, one of the wide receivers kind of grabbing at his uh, knees or knee areas. So let's hope he's okay. Looks like it's going to be placed the ball's going to be placed at the 12 or 13 yard line it's going to be second down and about four still wash first down touchdown <laughs> once again i mean the, the hole that he's able to go through when when washington they're running the option they look out there and, and wash just quick he hits that hole and there's no question he's going to take it to the house 
yeah, again, you gotta, you know, you gotta realize about that speed. And uh, Lim Wash showed pretty good. He showed pretty good speed all night. So it's now 34-0 with 2:30 left. That took the Panthers about a minute to score another touchdown. Extra point is up, and it's good. Simmons is uh, spot on, five for five. Panthers now lead 35-0 with 2:30 left to go in the half. It's, uh, you know, again offensively, it's been all Panthers that they have had no problem working Hutch's defense and. Uh, uh, it, it looks like it might be a long night for Hutch. We we don't know. Well, Doyle, like I talked about, the, you know the the speed of the game, and I said, you know, you got to get used to the flex bone. You you got to you, you can't can't see it on tape. You can't see how how the flex bone works until you see it in action. I'll tell you what Hutch has just done is they figured out, man, Derby's got some guys that hit the hole quick. They're very fast. As I said, it just looks like watching this that they're a couple steps slow. And the Panthers are just exposing them. Well, they, they've had such large lanes to run in. I mean, the, the, the offensive line is – and the offensive line has used those huge splits, and and then they've been in tight, and, you know, so that may be confusing Hutch somewhat, but uh, uh, I know the offensive line has started them off pretty good. They've had some huge lanes to run in, Wash and Washington both. I think what's confusing is you look out there on the option, you're going, man, I, I don't have the athleticism to play these guys uh, hat for hat and uh, – you know which one of them do I take? And uh, both of uh, both of those guys are very lethal weapons. McEwen is deep. He's going to come down with it at about the thirteen. Finds him a nice lane. Almost tackled by the kicker, and he finally gets out to the Panther forty-five. Does McEwen? Uh, you know, and, and, and Panthers aren't going to be happy about that return, but you, you do got to like that your kicker at least slowed him down enough and let some other Panthers get in the way because if we don't slow him down there, there's no question he's going to take it to the house. Panthers just had a miscue, and uh, Hutch uh, gets the ball well across midfield. Ball's going to be resting on about the 46-yard line of the Panthers. About a 45-yard return by the Salt Hawks. First and 10 from the Panther 46. They give it straight ahead. It looked like it was DeValley, Del Valley. He picks up five. I think Nolan Tanner Knox were on that tackle, and Knox kind of finished it off. Uh, not, not, not before they pick up about five yards. Clock moving under two minutes left. Get There's Panthers. a left flag. Came out. It looked like it came out. Of, I don't know if it's going to be illegal substitution or something was said, but it happened right in the backfield while the white hat was uh, around the Hutch team. Something, something went on. Well, and unreal. I mean, there there was no one. Hutch was in their huddle, and the white hat's back there. So somebody said something, and I mean, immediately the flag went up. Just a uh, you know a, a play that you just can't have. Well, they called it on Del Valley, and you know it makes. I'm with you. It makes no sense to me. The the white cap was standing behind their huddle. Hey, he had to say it, something. I mean, that's all it could be. Is is that when White Hat's there, he had to said something to him, and you know, just ill advised. Yeah, when you're behind 35-0, those are the kinds of things that'll just make a coach pull his hair out. Well, and you finally broke across midfield. It's going to be second down and a large 
amount of real estate for Hutch to pick up. They pitch it to the outside, just missed. This time the Panthers play it pretty good, and it looks like it might go for a bit of a loss. Well, Coozer nearly had him way in the backfield, and it, it really disrupted the play, and, and then, then the Panthers were able to go set the edge. So, yeah, it's going to end up with another couple-yard loss. So we're going to be sitting at, gosh, third and 24, something like that. The Hutches went all the way from the Panther 46 back to their own 42 with that 15-yard penalty and, and the first two plays of this drive. So it's going to be, anyway, it's going to be third and about 20, 21, 22 yards to go for Hutch. Ball's on the, ground. on the ground. Panthers, I think, have it again. They do. Hutch has put the ball on the ground two or three times tonight. Panthers keep coming up with it. One ten left before the half. Doyle, I, you know, you kind of like the Panthers' odds of putting more points on the board. Well, they had, they've had a couple, three drives. It's taken less than two minutes, and uh, you know they got a minute ten to go here. And you know, Hutch had a golden opportunity after that uh, kick return, and uh, they ended up giving the ball up on their own 42. That's where the Panthers will have it, first and 10. With a minute 10 left, Panthers already lead 35-0. Back to pass goes Wash. Caught Karzak, first down, 25-yard line. A nice, nice pass again that time from Wash to Karzak and picks up first down yard. His Panthers are back on the move. Panthers in kind of a hurry up. Back to pass again goes Wash. Karzak out in the flat. He's going to pick up five, maybe six on first down. Panthers are going to, if they want to put points on the board, we're going to be around 40 seconds when this one snapped. Remaining here in the half. Panthers already lead 35-0. Second and four. Again, Wash drops back to pass. Inside screen to Sims. First down and more. Inside the 10, down to about the 5. Yeah, Panthers, again, are going to have to hurry on, on the play. Uh, you know, the clock stops while the, the chains move, but then it's going to start up quickly. Panthers have one timeout, so they really got plenty of time. Washington straight up the middle, gets inside the 5, down to about the 1, maybe the 2-yard line. It's going to be second goal. Uh, Panthers used the timeout. I was kind of looking. I had I didn't see Coach really call it, and uh, I'm not sure. I kind of look at Coach Clark. I'm not sure whether he called it or the or one of the players called it. Yeah, because Coach Clark kind of looked around. I didn't, you know, like who called that timeout, but. uh, you know, maybe one of the players called it, realizing there was only a few seconds left. And, and my point being is, I don't know that in that situation that Coach Clark was looking. Hey, I, you know, I, I'm I'm in a in a situation I have to put points on the board. So, you know, nonetheless, it's going to give them uh, at least one more play here. Seventeen seconds left. Again, Panthers lead thirty-five zero. It's been all Panthers offensively. Hutch has had their moments on offense, but the Panther defense and their mistakes have, uh, you know, kind of negated any shot at scoring for them. 
you know, and I look over at the Hutch sideline and the fans, and, you know, it's just a sad deal. I mean, you know, you're talking about a team that was so on top of things for so many years. They, they, they brought huge fans with them and, uh, you know, they fall on a little bit of hard times and the fans give up on you. And I think that's something that even when Derby was on hard times for a year, boy, the fans still travel. First and goal back to pass goes wash. And it was defended real well out there by Hutch, so it falls incomplete. 14 tended, seconds. Tended for Sims, and he, and he really, you know, he's got a cannon for arm, but he threw into to double coverage on the play. I think maybe, I think maybe Lim might throw the ball too hard at some, some points, but that, you know, that's just inexperience at quarterback there. That's just gunning it every time. And, you know, once in a while, you need to have a little touch. Second down and goal. 14 seconds. Washington's in motion. Back to pass again. It's out to Washington. He caught it. But they're really not in any hurry to get another playoff. It doesn't look like they're, they're not going to get it off. So it's going to end up, it's going to end up 35-0 at halftime. And, uh, you know, uh, Panthers, uh, you know, I don't think they realized they didn't have any more timeouts, and uh, uh, they didn't quite get back to the line in time. But well, still, 35-0, that ain't a bad first half. Well, Trey came out of the backfield, and, and got to give Hutch credit. I mean, they tattooed him. I mean, the minute he caught the ball, he got a couple yards, and he's tattooed. And, you know, there's no time to, to – you know, no timeouts left, and with six seconds, there was no way they were going to get back in position in time. So Panthers kind of give one away uh, late in the half, but – you said uh, we got a big lead, and it's been all Panthers. Yeah, it, it's it's just unbelievable uh, how easy a time the offense has had against Hutchinson's defense, and you know they just haven't had any issues. Uh, the, again, like I said, Hutch's offense has had their moments against the Panther defense, but so far tonight, uh, Hutch's offense has been unable, or defense has been un- unable to stop. Our offense, and, and you know, we've we've we're pitching a shutout so far, and you're right; they've given up some more yardage than what you'd like to see. But you know, you don't see a flex bone team all the time, and and I don't know. I I guess I could chat with coach about it. I don't know that we play as much on worrying about the flex as what we used to. I, and it used to be you did you dedicated so much practice for Hutch every night to worry about the flex. Or back in the day when we played Wichita Heights, you had two teams that were very athletic. Ran the flex very good. Well, you know, now things not quite the same when you see the flex run out of Hutch and maybe uh, at, at campus. Well, they, they still, you know, they still run that thing very well. It's just, you know, I, I think like you alluded to early on, they they really don't probably don't have the talent it takes to really run that because those teams you were talking about, Hutch back in the day, Heights, you know, they had some athletes. And, uh, you know, they, as I said at the start of the broadcast, to run the flex well, you have to have real good athletes. Yeah, and and we've, we've seen some because we've seen some teams that have been really able to run that flex bone. And, uh, you know, that, 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 that's, a tough, that's a tough offense to, to, to play against. And, you know, it, it, you only see it in high school. You don't see it in college and definitely not in the pros. And sometimes I wonder why there isn't a team out there somewhere that maybe doesn't try that flex bone at some, some point. But nevertheless, Panthers lead this one. 35-0. This is Panther Football on KDKQ Alive 105. We'll be back.
Since 1985, DMV Service Center has provided motorists in the Derby area with auto repair services that include alignment, towing, engine maintenance, electrical services, and tires. Located at 722 North Baltimore, on the corner of K-15 and Britain in Derby, they can get you back on the road in no time. More information on services the DMV Service Center has to offer can be seen at dnbservicecenter.com or by calling 788-1641 between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday or 8 a.m. to noon on Saturdays. DNB Service Center is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. It's football season. You know what that means? Cold weather is right around the corner. MJB Heating and Cooling has been locally owned in Derby since 1984. They offer system servicing, furnace cleaning, and new energy efficient units. MJB Heating and Cooling can be reached at 316-788-4884. And their website is hjbhvac.com. Proud sponsors of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. There's nothing quite like a cool dip in the pool on a hot summer day in Kansas. Express Water and Hardscapes is your local swimming pool contractor and a proud community sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. They feature custom-designed swimming pools, splash pads, and hardscaping to tie it all together. Express Water and Hardscapes is open Monday through Saturday from 7 to 5, and they can be reached at 393-5740 for construction quotes. How am I going to get to the Derby Public Library when I can't get this car to start? Don't worry, Granny Cleanus. We can use the library's online learning resources to help. There's a section on auto repair, small engine repair, and even a database for hobbies and crafts. Great idea, Mooney Pie. Now I can fix this rust bucket and learn to juggle at the same time. Granny, be careful. Let's crank up this car and hit the town. Oh, Granny. Derby Public Library. The Derby Recreation Commission is a proud sponsor of Derby Panther Football, local community sports programs, and the Live 105. The DRC offers recreational facilities, special events, sport leagues, and programs like art, dance, fitness, and wellness all year round. DRC memberships now include youth and adult fitness classes, along with all other amenities. Learn more about the recreation opportunities the DRC has to offer on the web at derbyrec.com or on Facebook at derbyrec. Looking forward to that new movie release? Derby Plaza Theaters, located at 1200 North Nelson Drive, providing seven different screens for your viewing pleasure. Offering matinee and evening view times and their concession menus that can be seen on their website, derbyplazatheaters.com. Derby Plaza Theaters, locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Programming on Alive 105 is in part made possible by Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, located at 1033 North Rock Road in Derby, Providing estate planning and probate services, as well as assistance with long-term care planning and preservation of assets. Our thanks to Elder Law of Kansas, 777-1186. Proud supporters of Derby Panther Football. Pizza John's has been serving Derby since 1969, offering build-your-own pizzas, simple pastas, salads, and sandwiches with a laid-back environment. Located at 208 South Baltimore Avenue, and they can be reached at 788-2011 for dine-in or carry-out. Pizza John's, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. Serving the Derby area since 1976, Shelton Collision is here for all your repair needs. Shelton Collision offers paintless repair, body and mechanical work, along with rental cars and towing services. Located at 325 West Patriot in Derby, Shelton Collision is there to help you through any accident-related repairs. Shelton Collision is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. 
Well, we're back at Panther Stadium where Derby's uh, leading Hutchinson 35-0 and, uh, you know, playing a pretty good pretty good first half of football. Again, the offense has been pretty much unstoppable. The defense, they've had their moments, but uh, they've played pretty well along with the offense. Uh, right now we're going to talk a little bit to uh, Matt Liston. Uh, he's one of our Derby Junior football uh, representatives, been doing this a long time, and uh, all three of his boys went through Derby Junior football, and uh, uh, he's still got one in high school here, and uh, he's still taking care of things at, at Derby Junior football. So I'm going to turn it over to Kevin and Matt. Hi, Matt. I, again, appreciate you coming up here tonight, and uh, I know it's Derby Junior football here, and I, we were just chatting a little bit ago uh, – 52 years. Yep, yep. It's been going a long time in Derby. Huge tradition here. You know, the town gets behind uh, these kids from first and second grade all the way through 12th grade. It's pretty cool to watch, especially tonight. Well, and I think Doyle made the comment that, you know, you've put a couple of kids through here, three kids through here, and yep. and uh, you're still involved. And I know you're coaching middle school. You're doing a lot of stuff. Talk to us a little bit about, uh, you know, what uh, the coaches and the volunteers mean to this program. Well, they're everything. You know, these guys that volunteer their time to come out and do this. And I know some of them have kids that play and some of them don't. I mean, we've got a lot of guys out here that are coaching that don't have kids on the team. They just want to be involved with the program. And those are the guys that we really appreciate coming out and volunteering their time. And people think, oh, it's kind of cool that they're doing that. I don't realize it's three nights a week. It's Saturday during the mornings or whenever they have a game. And you know, they devote a lot of their time uh, to helping our program get better. Well, and, and I know that one of the big things you keep hearing parents talk about uh, with the youth programs, high school, you know, a lot of the moms and dads out there worry about concussions. And I know you guys have done a lot of things to, to take that into account. Talk to us a little bit about uh, those safety guards. Well, we've done a lot of stuff too, as far as, you know, we get a lot of moms that are worried about that as they should be. And well, first of all, we, and all our coaches have to be heads up certified. They have to go through a certification process to know what those look like and know how to tackle and know how to hit right. Uh, we don't recondition helmets anymore. We buy new every three years. So I tell moms, hey, your kid will never be in a helmet that's any more than three years old. We went to guardian caps uh, a year ago, so they wear guardian caps in practice as well. We, that's first grade all the way through 12th grade. Everybody's wearing a guardian cap in practice now. So I think it's the training of the coaches as well and, and telling them what to look for, how to, how to train kids in practice. I think it's a big deal how to tackle, how to hit. And that's a big deal for that, too. And our coaches are all heads-up certified and have to go through that program to even to be an assistant coach here. Well, I know Coach Clark talked uh, earlier tonight about, uh, you know, how we do things at Derby and we, we draft, we keep number, you know, we try and balance out teams, keep kids interested in football. What's our numbers like this year? Well, we're, we stay at about 200 kids, first through sixth grade. That's our pretty standard number for us. And we're staying steady with that. We're seeing a lot of other towns drop off. Uh, we haven't dropped it off at all. We stay right around that 200 mark. Um, and that goes a lot with how we're, I think we're running things. And, you know, Coach Clark is right about keeping kids interested in football. Uh, one of the things that uh, we did, too, is first and second grade, went to rookie tackle football, which is eight-man football, on a skinnier field, a shorter field, you know, less velocity. And so I think that's a big deal. Rotates kids in different positions. And, you know, we're trying to keep kids interested and, in, you know, given that love of the game I talk about all the time. Who gave you the love of the game is what I talk about with kids. You know, my dad was a college football coach. and He's the one that gave me the love of the game. And you know, I hope I pass that on to my kids for the love of the game. And so that's what we're trying to do at an early age is giving them that love of the game. Well, Matt, I know one of the things that get kind of hey, it's still in football talk, but, you know, we've got a derby cheerleading group now. And I know that was something we did for years. It just kind of fell to the wayside. And 
I know you, and I, I believe you got a young lady that kind of stepped in, took that role, and I, I know I can appreciate because I've got a granddaughter now that uh, is involved with it. Talk to us briefly about that. Oh, she, the girl that took it over, she came to me a couple of years ago and wanted to do it. Hannah Nottingham is her name, and Hannah came to me, and she's 21 years old and wanted to do this thing. She was a college cheerleader, high school cheerleader here, and I said, you know what? If you want to do it, it's something we'll support. Our board supported it from the very beginning. We have 115 girls that are cheering for Derby Junior Cheer. And if you saw them out here tonight, too, that young lady has done an awesome job with this program. Single-handedly built our cheer program here at Derby. And, uh, you know, I don't know what we would do without her, actually. If you ask any of our board members what we would do without Hannah, they would probably tell you probably the same thing. I don't know what we would do with cheer without her. So we really appreciate what she's done. Well, you know, Matt, uh, we appreciate you coming up here tonight, talking a little bit about junior football. And you're going to fit right in that mold of what we talk about every week on here, that you know, you're the guy that con- continues to keep pumping kids through the program, keep involved in the program even though your kids are out. I guess my, my statement I always like to make is once a Panther, always a Panther, and you're obviously right in that mold, and we appreciate you. Well, thanks. It's kind of cool to watch these kids come up and play too. You know, like I said, coaching seventh grade football, we get them to camp of the summer. And we start telling them what plays we want to run and what formations we want to see, and they go right into it. You know, and so it's really cool to see, you know, what it is that we're doing. Now we have, you know, Bishop Carroll started Westside Eagle two years ago. They're wanting to do the same thing we're doing. Cape and Mount Carmel, same thing. They got junior crusaders now. And so they're, everybody's wanting to do the, you know, build it up to the high school program like Brandon has done. You know, this has been Brandon's baby, his dream. And uh, luckily we have enough good volunteers that want to, want to make that uh, dream a reality. Well, again, that was uh, Matt Liston. We appreciate you coming up and spend a little time with us and uh, get back down there and uh, keep the kids under control and uh, cheer on the, on the Panthers for us. All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming up, Matt. We appreciate it, and uh, we appreciate what you do in the program, and uh, Kevin and I especially, and uh, it, it's really great that you're still involved. Thanks. That was Matt Liston. Uh, he kind of – Knows a lot about the uh, youth football program here in Derby. Uh, he's been involved for a long time. We appreciate again. We appreciate him coming up and and uh, chatting with us a little bit at halftime. Uh, Panthers lead this one 35-0. We'll be back. We'd like to thank Derby Junior Football for their support of Derby Panther Football on Alive 105 KDKQ. Derby Junior Football embraces youth athletic competition in a way that should be competitive, fun, and a key component of a child's education. The Derby Junior Football Organization promotes important life skills like desirable personal and social behaviors and the development of good character. You can learn more about the Derby Junior Football Program and find out about signing up by calling 788-8500. You can also find them on Facebook and on the web. Since 1946, Riverside Cafe has been providing hot breakfast all day, every day at all three locations. Riverside Cafe of Derby is conveniently located right off of K-15 in the El Paso Shopping Center, 824 North Baltimore Avenue. Menus and daily specials can be found at their website, RiversideCafeWichita.com. For more information, they can be reached at 425-0057. We'd like to thank DNM Mechanical for their support of Friday Night Derby Panther Football on Alive 105. Locally owned and operated heating and cooling experts with over 50 years experience in commercial and residential service, installation, and indoor air quality. They offer 24-7 emergency service with their main goal to provide you with outstanding heating and cooling products from filters to complete system upgrades. Their motto is honesty, integrity, respect. DNM Mechanical, located in Derby at 2300 North Nelson Drive. They can be reached 
24-7 at 712-4025. More information can be seen on their website, dnmmechanicals.com. El Paso Animal Hospital has been serving Derby, Wichita, and surrounding areas since 1978, providing a large array of diagnostic, surgical, medical, and boarding services all in one convenient location. Walk-in appointments are accepted for routine care, but for surgery or boarding arrangements, they can be reached at 251-0617. More information can be located on their website, elpasoanimalhospital.com. El Paso Animal Hospital is located at 841 North Buckner Street and is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Biddle's Auto, located at 300 South Baltimore, is here for all your car needs, offering oil changes, tires, battery replacement, and repair of mechanical issues. Biddle's is always there. Biddle's Auto can be reached at 633-3121 and conveniently on Facebook. Biddle's Auto, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Making plans for the special day? Paz Photography offers engaging photo sessions for couples, engagements, and weddings. Past photo sessions and more information can be found on their Facebook page, Paz Photography. You can reach them at 631-5417. Paz Photography, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. You'll bring Derby home every week with the Derby Informer. Celebrating 20 years as Derby's hometown newspaper and always proud supporters of all Derby High School athletics and activities. If it's Derby news, you'll know it. And we're back at Panther Stadium where Derby leads uh, Hutchinson 35-0. Hutch is out on the field. Panthers just come back on the field. Time for their obligatory three-minute warm-up session and that gives us a little bit of time to go over some stats and maybe even have time for a few scores. And I'm looking at the stats, and well, it's it's interesting because some of the things we talked about are going to prove true here. First downs, Panthers uh, have 19 first downs to Hutch's 14. We knew Hutch got some first downs. They were able to move the ball on us at times, so we're pretty even there. Rushing yards, again, huge favor for the Panthers. 21 attempts on the ground, 231 yards for the Panthers. 31 attempts on the ground for Hutch just 92 yards, and that average rushing yards, when I said, man, I feel like we're getting somewhere between 10 and 12, that's exactly where the sweet spot is. Panthers have 11 yards per carry tonight. That's outstanding, and and we could tell. I mean, the Panthers are running through huge, huge holes that the line is creating for those running backs, and, man, they're taking advantage of it. Lem Wash uh, is, you know, really uh, eight for 14, throwing the ball for 73 yards. And well, you and I know that uh, at least two of those passes were dropped. Or Lem was all of a sudden 10 for 14, so not doing a bad job there. Total uh, yards for uh, the Panthers 304 yards here in the first half. They've held Hutch just 92 yards. Yeah, and you know if you can hold a flex bone to under 100 yards and a half, I think last week they had 296 for the game, uh, and. You know, it, it looks like Panthers might be on on par with, you know, that from last week. Well, as we said, Hutch put the ball on the ground twice. Panthers came up with both of those turnovers. So that's a, a big stat. As we said, Lim Wash, 8 for 14, 73 yards on the receiving end. Jacob Karsak has four catches for 41. Kavion Walker has two catches for 18. And David Sims has one for 13, as well as Trey Washington, one for one yard. On the ground, Trey Washington, another good night. 14 carries for 140 yards here in the first half. Lim Wash, seven carries for 91 yards in the first half. As we said, 304 total yards for the Panthers. 
they've held Hutch just to 92. And, and again, Panthers lead 35-0 at half. So that's the stat that we all care about. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're less than a minute away from the start of the second half. Uh, both teams have come to their sideline areas. They're going to get their final instructions before going out. Uh, Panthers lead this one 35-0. I'm thinking that, uh, you know, Hutch is going to get the football to start the second half, and uh, and I'm thinking we'll probably see the starting defense and the starting offense at least one series each here in the second half. That's that's my guess. Well, I think you're right. And you know, you get to that magic 45 number, and you go to a running clock. And I don't know that that's always Coach Clark's goal to get to a running clock, but uh, you know, you can't tell non-starters not to score. I think maybe the difference is tonight you're not going to be pulling Lim Washington as your backup quarterback on a tired defense. Yeah. Uh, and, and that kind of makes you wonder who will come in for Lim if they decide to go out. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, maybe maybe Mercer, Mercer Thatcher will come in, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see. You know, I, I'm looking down at, at the smoke. Panthers have some heaters on the sidelines, and they're all kind of gathered around those heaters warming up. But you can see once in a while a little puff of smoke coming out of those <laughs> things. And, uh you know, it's just going straight up because there's no wind right now. Well, and, and what a difference, uh, you know, a few years make. You, you look down on the sideline and you said there's three heaters down there. There's a big screen TV that they could go down and look at uh, live action and coaches can make corrections. And, and I think you said they used Dixie cups and a chalkboard when you played. Oh, yeah. No kid. Chalkboard, Dix, Dix, Dixie cups. If you lost your eraser, you just couldn't make any adjustments. As far as heaters went, we had a little candle with one of those <laughs> shiny things uh, on the backside throwing heat out. That's that's all we had back then. We didn't have those motorized things. So, you know, things have changed a little bit in the last 50-plus years. Hutch will have it to start the second half. Panthers lead 35-0. And it looks like uh, back deep for Hutch is Alec McEwen, and he's standing on, oh, maybe the 10-yard line. That's about where Simmons has been kicking all night. This one gets to the 10 and just goes out of bounds at about the one-yard line. Uh, McEwen just let it go. I thought it was going to get into the end zone. Well, and you know what I was waiting to see, and I almost said it was, you know, the last time we kicked off to Hutch, they got the ball across midfield. And I was thinking, man, let's just see how Derby comes out and what adjustments we made. And Unfortunately, the ball rolls out of bounds. The ball's going to be at the 35-yard line. That's where Hutch will have it. Pretty good field position for them to start their first possession of the second half. Again, they trail 35-0, and the Panthers have their starters in on defense. Flexbone offense for the Salthawks. They show motion. They give it straight ahead to the fullback, and the Panthers stop it maybe for a half-yard gain on first down. You know, this is a Hutch team that, you know, when Coach Dryling left, Coach Cornelison came in, and he changed. He got out of the flex bone, and things start, didn't work right, and he went back to it because he thought the kids were comfortable. Well, in comes Coach Mike Vernon, and he picks it up because guess what? He was an assistant coach over at Wichita Heights where they ran the flex bone. He, he knew the flex bone, and he's 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 – I've read a couple articles. He thinks Hutch is a year or two away from, from really being competitive. Second, nine and a half for Hutch. We're just starting the second half. Pitch to the outside. Going to be stopped. Nice one-on-one tackle out there after a couple-yard gain by the Panthers. Looked like it was Knox on the hit. 
Now, Tanner Knox is one of those uh, safeties that Derby has a long run of a, that uh, they'll come out and punch you in the face. I mean, these guys are aggressive, and, and they, they like to hit. It's going to be third down, and, oh, it looks like third down and about seven and a half yards to go. Clock moving, 10.50 left in the third quarter. Panthers are leading 35-0. Well, and Hutch, once again, has got to convert on a third down at some point and not keep giving Derby the football with, uh, as we said it all night, good field position. Third down. Again, on a keeper, this time he has to duck back in and look for a lane. Did not find it. Picked up maybe a yard. The quarterback, Chambers, is going to be fourth and six. Yeah, that time Hutch showed a lot of different look. They were trying to get some deception in, and, and it just didn't didn't fool the Panthers at all. So you got to expect you know, that he's going to punt here, but you are down 35-0. Well, I, I, this doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, they got to be, even if they draw the Panthers off, it's still going to be fourth down. But this, this is just asking for trouble here, fourth down and six inside your 40-yard line. Back to pass. Panthers got the pass covered. It looks like it might have been caught. It, it was. That was. was. That was just a pass that found somehow found an opening in triple coverage. Now you got to you got to give the Salt Hawks credit on that gutsy call on fourth down. And Panthers uh, put some pressure on the quarterback, but he's able to find a guy downfield enough for a first down. And and more importantly, they cross midfield. First and ten for the Panther forty nine. After that pass completion with the pitch to the outside Panthers kind of have it covered and they do have it they stopped him for a one or a two yard loss it looked like even a hold out there on one of the Panther wide guys and I didn't call it I was going to say the same thing it looked like that we got held again you saw the jersey kind of get pulled that time uh, by the Panthers, but in came a couple of uh, guys uh, uh, led by Tanner Knox and Clemens. Going to be second and 12, it looks like. Panthers played that wide pitch very well that time. Pitch. To the tailback, Panthers got that one for another maybe a yard loss. It's going to be third and long for the Salt Hawks. They're back on their own 40, looks like their own 48-yard line. Well, nothing fancy. I mean, you know, for your old school guys, it was just like, you know, it was just uh, student body right. I mean, they just pitched the ball out and uh, no, no, no option, anything, and the Panthers played it very well. So they're playing uh, the outside game much better. 35-0 with eight minutes and – Five seconds left in the third quarter. Saltock ball, third down and 13. They show motion on about every play. Back to pass goes quarterback. And it's looks like it might have been intercepted by the Panthers. Looked like Knox. Yeah, I, and I think you're right. Knox comes up with the pick on the play. And, you know, that was the same pass play that they picked up the first down on fourth on, on fourth down. So, you know, that time Knox is uh, in position. He comes up with a nice interception. Pass was low and away, so he made a he made a good play on the football. So the Panthers are going to have it first and ten, leading thirty five nothing from their own thirty. Looks like their own thirty eight yard line. 
Mark the time here, 7.50 to go in the third quarter. Panthers moved. The offside tackle set and reset, so it should be against the Panthers. And I don't, you know, you look down there, and I and I think you're right. I think that's probably what they're going to call, but I don't know if he, you know, if he'd ever really sat. That looks like what they're kind of talking about. Coach Clark's out around the hash marks. I don't. I don't think Coach Clark agrees with the call. It's going to be first and fifteen, regardless. And uh, Panthers will have it now. It's back on their own thirty. Looks like thirty-three yard line. First and ten. They lead thirty-five-zero. Quick pass, just a little bit high for Carsack. He was open. <laughs> and I saw the line judge looking over at Coach. Uh, he was he was a good seven yards away, but he was still trying to explain to him what he, what he saw and, and what they called. So, you know, as you said, uh, it's going to go against – it went against the Panthers, and, uh, you know, that, uh, that happens. Second 15. And they give it to Washington. He's going to go nowhere. In fact, he I don't know if he got back to the line of scrimmage. We'll wait and see. No, I think he's going to lose a yard or so. And, uh, you know, this hadn't been a good drive for the Panthers. I mean, a penalty, a drop pass, a high pass, rather, and, uh, and a big loss there. Third and long for Derby. They lead 35-0. Washington, Wash, excuse me, keeps it, makes four or five guys miss. He gets a first down into Hutch territory. <laughs> Yeah, Lem Wash all of a sudden makes uh, makes things happen when he gets out in open field and uh, gets the Panthers out of uh, what could have been a fourth and long situation, gets the ball across midfield. Going to be first and ten Panthers from the Hutch 49-yard line. They lead 35-0. And again, back to pass goes Wash. Caught. Looked like Reed Liston on the catch, first down. Yeah, nice catch by Reed Liston. That was, uh, you know, about hip high, and Reed does a nice job bringing it down. Doyle, first time this season, you see the breath on these guys out on the field, so you know it's getting cold. Yeah, but there's no wind, and that's that's a good thing. This is a fun night for those guys. Back to pass again, Wash. Wide open, Reed Liston caught, 20, 15, 10. Touchdown, Panthers. Yeah, Reed Liston did a great job. He made the catch, and he... He made a lot of guys miss. He cut around them and, and takes it into the house. So nice throw from Lim Wash, and he finds Reed Liston on back-to-back passes. But I think that's Reed's first touchdown or maybe second of the season. I think it's probably his second. The reason why I was making light or making a statement about the clock is the Panthers haven't taken long to score. This took them a minute and one second. It's now at 6.52. They lead 41-0. to zero. With the extra point to follow, and it's good. So it's now 42 to zero with 6:52 to go in the third. Again, uh, a minute and one second drive for the Panthers, and they extend their lead 42-0. Well, and you know, Reed List is one of those guys that you and I were talking about earlier. That you know, what happens uh, in this situation? In this situation, it's like you know, Reed List is that guy on your program that. You know, he could be listed as anything, but probably the word ATH goes behind his name, and that's athlete because 
he can play defensive back. He can play receiver. We know he can play quarterback. So, you know, you don't have a lot of guys that you can mix around like uh, Reed. Yeah, Reed's, uh, I'm telling you, it's almost like he can play at least four positions on both, you know, on offense and defense combined. And, and like you said, you don't have a lot of guys like that that you can go to. And I mean, well, let's not, we, we, we forget Reed's also the long snapper. Yeah. So that tells you what kind of athlete he is. You know, with, with a guy like Reed on the team and, and, you know, you have these injuries on the offensive side, just put Reed somewhere. He'll be all right. Well, and a good thing is he's a whole lot better looking than his daddy. Boy, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> you know, all the, you know, like we always mama. kid, we always kid, Matt, because those boys, you know, you can see one of the listed boys and you know, they're all, uh, they're all listed. <laughs> Well, Reed got a touchdown. Panthers lead 42-0, 6.52 left in the third. Simmons kicking off again. Going to come down at about the 13-yard line to McEwen. He gets hit, gets out to about the 20. They're probably giving progress out to about the 24, so that's where Hutch will have it first down and 10 from there. Now, and what you saw that time was a pretty good return, and, and McEwen delivered a good hit and then got hit back, so uh, much better coverage by the Panther kick team. Well, pretty pretty much the whole starting defense is out there. I see that uh, they're giving a break to Smith. He came off the field, but uh, it's pretty much the Panther defense that's out there. Looks like Allen came in for Smith at one of the end positions. Straight ahead, running hard is the, is the fullback, Del Valley, picked up four on first down. Well, we, we've talked about Allen being that guy that's kind of versatile. You can move him around into different places, and uh, he does a good job. Does an excellent job, Tyler Allen. Brings up second and five for Hutchinson. Uh, again, Panthers have dominated this game pretty much all night as they lead 42-0 with six minutes left here in the third. Get it straight ahead. No, on a pitch to the outside, Panthers read that very well. And that four yards that was picked up on first down was lost plus one. That flex confused you that time. I thought the fullback <laughs> had the ball. Well, and as you said, Panthers, I'm telling you, Coach Wietrich has to be much happier with how they're playing the outside game now. Pretty good size loss on second down. It's going to be third and long. About third and ten for uh, Hutch. Ball's on the on the 29-yard line. they got to get out to the, to the uh, excuse me, it's on the 24-yard line. they got to get out to the 34 for a first down. Once again, Hutch has had a hard time converting on a lot of these third downs. Back to pass. Quarterback got some pressure on him. Ball's intercepted. Terry Ginyard, 30, 25, 20. Touchdown, Panthers. Well, I'll tell you what. Terry Ginyard just made a nice pick on the Hutch sideline. When he scored, he was on the Derby sideline, made two or three guys miss. Terry Ginyard just did a great job on that interception. A lot of Terry Ginyard there. Yeah, he, he done a good job. He made a nice cut at the 10-yard line, then another nice cut at the 5, and in he goes. 
I won't say untouched, but he went yeah. in relatively untouched. Well, again, it was sideline to sideline and a lot of movement on it, but uh, what a nice interception by Terry. It's going to be Simmons out for the extra point. Mercer, Mercer Thatcher is a holder, and it's good. So it's now 49-0, and that that should uh, that should get the running clock going for the Panthers or for these teams at 49-0. Yeah, no doubt that's uh, the situation. Uh, we'll get into the running clock now, and you know, uh, you know, Derby's been into that uh, running clock uh, a lot this year. I just seen the white hat kind of do you know do this throat thing. I don't know. Maybe he was saying. The running clock, that's what he announced, that the game will now be played with a running clock. So the way we understand it, it will run except after a score, an injured player, or a timeout. So that's that's what we've been told. But, again, we've seen, <laughs> we've seen a variation on that about every week. Well, that's how, how if you read the official – rule book that's what it says but you're you're exactly right we have seen some some strange variations of that 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 rule goes into the playoffs the only time it doesn't go into effects in the state championship game exactly that that uh we call it the mercy rule and uh you are absolutely right the only time it doesn't fall into uh vogue if you will is in the uh state playoffs but you know really you shouldn't you shouldn't have that kind of a of a point differential when you get to the state finals. I mean, you just shouldn't. So that's probably why it doesn't even, they don't even figure that. Yeah, you're, you're definitely right. You shouldn't at that time. Again, interesting to see how the Panther kick team will do here. Uh, you know, what kind of pressure they'll put on Hutch. Simmons just kind of kicked a little bit of a pooch. They, I thought it was a fair catch, and it was. The clock didn't even start. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. It it didn't start, and I I, I think it's should, running now. Yeah, yes, it definitely should have. It should, it should have been running. Uh, as soon as he caught the ball, it should have been running. Well, you know, if you're a clock operator, things get pretty easy at this point. Uh, yeah. You don't have to worry about stopping it, except, for, like you said, there's a couple of instances. But uh, other than that, it just runs. In the game is Case Lindsay at safety. Panthers have some number twos in there at this point in time. Panthers jumped off sides, it looked like. Yeah, as we saw in the in the you know, when the ball game started, Panthers were having a little bit of a hard time adjusting. So you know, you bring in new guys and that uh, can be the case. Yeah, it, uh, Panthers I'm looking out on the field oh, and it looks like it's wholesale uh, number twos in the ball game right now yeah it definitely is again coach clark uh you know that's how he, he does things i mean he doesn't try and uh, run things up too much we got 350 left here in the uh, third quarter and uh Panther starters have uh, seen their day here tonight first and five pitch to the outside gets five six maybe close to 10 yards on first down, so it's going to be another first down for Hutch. Now, keep in mind that running clock uh, 
once it starts, it stays in effect. So, you know, it wouldn't matter if Hutch just kept scoring and scoring, which uh, I don't think you'll see, but uh, the clock continues to run. Just because you fall below that 45-point threshold, it doesn't matter. Well, the running clock started at 4.49 in the third quarter. It's going to be first and 10 from the Salt Hawks 42-yard line. Straight up the middle goes the fullback. He gets eight or nine on first down. This is going to be a hard, uh, going to be hard for the kids number twos to to uh, play this. Oh, it definitely is. I mean, against a uh, uh, flex bone, and you've got uh, a Hutch team that uh, their starters are still in the ball game. They're going to want to put points on on the board. And, uh, but again, these are kids that. Uh, at any given time, they they can be thrust into that starting role, so they've got to they've got to learn to deal with this. Yeah, it's next it's next man up. That's the philosophy. And Hutch uh, is going to have it second down, and oh, it looks like a yard and a half from midfield. Panthers missed the tackle. Looked like a busted play. Quarterback Chambers gets. About back to the line of scrimmage, probably should have been tackled for a five or six yard loss. Yeah, exactly right. But he's finally uh, driven out uh, clear over on the Panther sideline, so it's going to bring up third and just a bit longer. Yeah, he lost a yard or two, but you know we missed him probably four, five, six yards deep on that play. But he did a good job escaping, and our kids really did a good job playing it. So well, we got online listeners again tonight. Uh, Houston, Texas, Atlanta, Georgia, Los Angeles, California, Chicago, Illinois, and Dallas, Texas. Uh, you know, we always appreciate uh, all of our fans all across the country. Hope the Los Angeles people aren't near those fires. Straight up the middle. Going to be a first down. Hutch down to the Panther 45. You know, it's going to move the chains, uh, as you said, uh, Running clock situation here. Uh, Panthers uh, just need to, to wind things down. About a minute to go in the third quarter. Panthers lead 49-0. And the offense has had, really had their way with the Hutchinson defense tonight. Oh, big yards. Big, big uh, as we said, over 11 yards per carry for the Panthers. Straight up the middle, the fullback gets picks up maybe five on first down. And what you're seeing out of Hutch, I don't think you're going to see anything real fancy out of them either. You're just going to see them one to ground control game and uh, run the clock down and, and uh, you know get out of here. Uh, you know you've had a big defeat here, but uh, you don't want to see anyone injured on either side. Well, that, this is going to be the last play probably of the third quarter. Panthers lead 45-0, 49-0, excuse me. Again, straight up the middle, ball carrier. That was, that was Cahoon. And that ends the third quarter. Panthers lead 49-0. This is Panther football on KDKQ Alive 105. We'll be back. 
Since 1970, Wilhite Automotive has been servicing vehicles in Derby, Kansas. With their two certified master ASE technicians, they offer services like oil change, air conditioning, transmission services, and much more. Wilhite Automotive is located at 200 West Washington Street in Derby and can be reached at 316-788-0514. Locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Radio Shack, located at 707 North Baltimore, has been in business since 1991. Specializing in electronic parts, computer supplies, indoor and outdoor television antennas, weather scanners, and ham radio supplies. They are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday, and they can be reached at 788-4225. Radio Shack in Derby, a proud sponsor of a Live 105 in Derby Panther football. We're back at Panther Stadium. Derby leads 49-0. We're ready to start the fourth quarter. Hutch has it first and, excuse me, third down and one. They give it straight up the middle. It's going to be a touchdown, Hutch. Yeah, again, nothing fancy. It was just fullback right up the gut. Panthers didn't play it real well, and uh, he's going to go in for about a uh, 35-yard touchdown. Del Valley went in, and again, nobody touched him. He went in virtually untouched, split our safeties, and uh, raced into the end zone for a uh, nice touchdown run and getting Hutch on the board. They now trail 49-6. We'll try and get you some uh, scores uh, as we can. There's one game that I think Derby fans ought to be interested in, uh, Junction City and Manhattan hook up tonight, and uh, – you know, I don't know if we can even get that score, but uh, unfortunately, that one's not available right now. And the extra point attempt is good, so it's now forty-nine-seven for Panthers. Eleven fifty-four left, and it looks like we'll probably see a second, a number two offense coming out. I I see Lim Wash in the in the huddle, but surely he won't come out uh, in. I think you may see Reed Liston. Uh, we'll see what, what uh, happens, but I think that's a good possibility. Gardner Edgerton, 54, Shawnee Mission North, 14. That's a that's a big game. Uh, Gardner Edgerton's on our side of the bracket, uh, I believe, so that's a big game. Wichita East, 32, Liberal 6. Uh, Dodge City, uh, much improved, 21-7 to 7 at halftime over Hayes. Yeah, Dodge City, I believe, last time. Last time I looked, they were undefeated. They were they were just like us, five and zero. Oh, and uh, you know, here here's a good halftime score: the Battle of the Holy War. Uh, Bishop Carroll thirteen, Cape and six. This is a Bishop Carroll team that I think most people would say would have, would have said, "Man, Bishop Carroll's going to be all over Cape." And, but that's that rivalry we talk about, kind of like Salina South and Salina Central, identical. That's exact. You throw the records away when those two teams hook it up. May South 10, uh, Goddard Eisenhower 0 at half. May South remembers the team will be playing next year in uh, in uh, league play. It's kind of just a little, just a little, I don't know what kind of kick that was. It wasn't an onside kick, but it rolled. and They didn't want to kick it to our deep guys, so uh, it went out of bounds. Panthers are going to get it on the 35-yard line, it looks like. And we'll try and get you some of those uh, other scores uh, as we can. And I, I agree with you that Manhattan score uh, ball game would be a good one. Uh, well, and, re- and one of interest. The, the reason being is Junction City's undefeated. They're five and zero. They're point wise, they're six points behind us. 
and uh, with the same record. So, you know, in Manhattan, I don't think they can ill afford to lose another one. They're they're four and one, so it ought to be a pretty good game up there. Well, you you talk about Junction and Manhattan and Dodge. Those are three teams out west that uh, very much improved. They're on the you bet on the west side of the bracket. Reed Liston is the quarterback. They give it to it looks like uh, Edwards. Edwards. It looked like Edwards out there. His number changed. I think we've seen that out of him a couple times this year. That uh, and it, it has to do with the uniforms. I mean, we, Derby's got a ton of different color combinations. And I think sometimes his number isn't available in in what uniform we have. Panthers lead forty nine seven with eleven ten left in the ball game, and that is Dylan Edwards in the backfield. Uh, you know, we can recognize him. Uh, he he's the only guy we got. That's fast like that and only weighs about 140. Again, they give it to him. He finds a bit of a crease. Going to get a first down and driven out of bounds. Yeah, Dylan Edwards, is. Uh, he'll be the guy next year, no question, with uh, Trey Washington, who will graduate. And Dylan, as we said, comes from a, a fine pedigree. Uh, his daddy was uh, an all-state guy from Wichita Southeast back in the day and uh, you know went on to play some college ball and uh, – Quite an athletic family. His, his older brother graduated last year, and uh, we'll, we'll be glad to see him for four years. Yeah, you got to realize this young man's probably maybe 140 pounds soaking wet, and he's only a freshman. Again, they give it to him. He gets to the outside, cuts inside, makes a guy miss. 40, 35, brought down at about the 31-yard line there. Might be there is a penalty marker on the play. Well, it looked like there, and I don't know where the uh, the ones back there, but there was a, a bit of a face mask that didn't get called uh, on Edwards. But that just showed you a little bit of of what Dylan Edwards is going to be able to do uh, in the coming years. And geez, just think about him when he puts on some size and maturity. Yeah, the, the holding on the Panthers, so that's going to eliminate about a twenty-five yard run by Edwards, and it's going to be first down and twenty for the Panthers. At least 20. It may be 10 yards from the spot of the foul, so that's going to make it at least 23. You know, and Reed, listen, we just got done talking about uh, his talents and what he can do, so don't be surprised. Reed's got uh, very good speed. He's got a good arm as well. Yeah, he showed some pretty good speed on that pass reception for a touchdown. He, he got to the end zone relatively quick, so Reed's a, an ATH. You know, you just put him where you need him and he'll be fine. First and 20, looks like first and 23 for the Panthers. Liston on a keeper, goes straight up the middle, runs hard, picks up probably five yards, maybe six on first down. You know, you go back to the uh, the run by Edwards and the penalty and, all that, uh, you know, with the running clock, it ate up about two minutes. So, you know, you're in a situation that neither team really is in a hurry. You know, the clock's going to run, and, uh, you know, the officials at this juncture, they'll uh, they'll let that uh, play clock uh, run a long time before they set the football as well. Katie, KQLP, Derby. Panthers lead 49-7. Looking to go 6-0 and after tonight. Listening and... Edwards in the backfield. Liston on a keeper. Finds a running lane. 50, 45, 40, 30, 20. 
Reed Liston gets knocked down just short of the goal line. Man, Reed Liston made a great read as a quarterback and cut it upfield. We just talked about that speed. He turned on the burners, and, man, I think everybody in the house wanted him to score, but he's going to fall down at about the one-yard line. Great run, great read by Reed Liston. He gets that speed from his mother, too. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Good read, good run. You know, and and we were kind of ribbing Matt, his dad. Matt's the guy we had interviewed at halftime, and uh, you know, great interview by Matt. And uh, he's he's had three boys go through this program, and this is the last of his uh, sons to come through. And Reed's doing a great job. Touchdown, Panthers! Reed Liston takes it in, finds a bit of a crease, and gets in the end zone. Now, Reed uh, Reed wanted to get into the end zone there, so uh, you know, it capped off a great run. Yeah, and, and you know, like we talked, you can't you can't tell the number two is not to score. And uh, you know, the Panthers were totally backups on that series. I don't know whether Hutch uh, put any of their twos in or not. I I just know the Panthers really had a pretty easy time on offense against these guys. Extra points up, and it's also good. So fifty six seven with seven oh nine to go. Uh, Panthers will be kicking off again. Uh, to Hutchinson, and uh, I'm sure that uh, you know this is going to be a 13 pointer for the Panthers. So, so that's a good thing. But yeah, I would, I would sh- certainly hope it's going to be a uh, 13 pointer for the Panthers or something's wrong. You know, Doyle, we were talking about Simmons and uh, and and how many extra points he's uh, made. I mean, it's, it's a ton of them. And I think week one we talked about him being a left-footed kicker. I mean, he he doesn't use a tee when he kicks off the ground. I mean, he kicks off the ground. He doesn't use the little the little square to get him off. Uh, I mean, just a lot of neat uh, neat facts to, about uh, this young man. Yeah, and and here, here's the neatest fact: he's going to be around for another three years. Absolutely, this year and two more. So that's kind of a neat deal in itself. So it looks like the kicking game in Derby, at least for the next couple of years or two and a half years, is going to be pretty good. Well, we've been blessed for so many years with kickers. I don't. I really can't think of a year that we haven't had uh, a great kickers. I mean, it just goes on and on and on, and you and I have been involved in this program a long time. Yeah, I, I go back remembering, I think James Jenkins was his name. Uh, he was really the first real, real consistent, long-type kicker I, that I can remember, and that's been over 20 years ago, I'm sure. Now, we had one back in my day, Johnny Mays, that kicked with the old square toe that uh, they used to do, and he, they'd pull it up and straight-ahead kicker. And, uh, you know, Johnny uh, went on and played a little college ball and I think even had a couple tryouts with the NFL when, back when they were having some of the strikes and what have you. Well, you guys weren't the only ones that kicked straight on. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> but, sure, I'm sure our kicker had a square toe. Oh, kicked, you, you just don't see that on. today. I no. mean. They don't, you know, the guys, they don't like the way the ball comes off. They don't like the trajectory of it. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, some of those guys can kick the football. Yeah, they could. The guy in the in the NFL that kicked that 63-yarder, uh, he only had a piece of his foot, but he kicked straight on, and, and he held the record for many Mr. years. Dempsey. Dempsey. First and 10, Hutch. A little over six minutes to go. Handoff straight ahead. Panther defense kind of smothered it. Picked up a yard, maybe two, on first down. Well, again, we're at that uh, part of the football game that 
you know, you're, you're glad you're in the running clock. Both teams uh, really uh, want things to be over with. And, uh, you know, especially the Panthers, you don't want, you really don't want to risk injury on any of these young men. Think we should be coming out of tonight's ball game pretty healthy. Hutch has still got their ones in the ball game. Just a good play that time by the Panther front three. They stuffed that play for little or no gain. You know, I'm looking down. I'm trying to see if maybe some of the linemen have changed for Hutch. Uh, I'm sure you'll see them start uh, pulling them out. And we we talk about this every week. You want you want to see your starters have some success. I mean, you got to go you got to go back to practice on uh, on uh, Monday and. And, and go, hey, you know what? At least we put some points on the board. We did something positive. Well, it's second down and about third down and about nine. Panthers lead this one big, 56-7 with 5-10 left in the ball game. Chambers is still the quarterback. Handed it straight ahead to the fullback. He picks up maybe a yard going to be fourth down and long for Hutch. You know, we, we keep talking about Hutch running the flex. and I, You know, the one positive for the Panthers next week, they play campus. Campus runs the flex, so it's a, an easy transition from this week into next week. And, uh, you know, we, we travel over to, to, to Hayesville and we'll play campus. Uh, always a rivalry just because of the close proximity. Yeah, and, and you know, that, that – Flex bone, they're running over there. They, they got a new coach this year, and they've run the spread offense for years. And so it's it's a big switch for their kids. So they may have a rough year or two getting used to that. Back to pass goes Chambers. Caught first down at about the Panther 45. Uh, you, you just, uh, you've seen Chambers throw the football more tonight than he has in probably several weeks combined. Yeah, he, he's, he's hit. I think a couple passes tonight, maybe three, and uh, that was a good pitch and catch. Panthers had it pretty well covered. You know, you go back to Hutch's heyday, and, and, you know, they'd run, 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 and all of a sudden they'd lull you to sleep and hit you on a big pass play. But even then, you know, if Hutch threw the ball three or four times a game, that was a ton. Fullback got the football. I think they're calling him down. Uh, because it came loose. I think that's what you're seeing. I think Hutch is pretty much wholesale changed out their old line. And, you know, they're given, uh, you know, I, I don't know why uh, they've kept some of the backs in, but, uh, you know, maybe, they, maybe they're maybe they a little thin at the quarterback position, or maybe, you know, they're just going, you know, hey, get the ball handed off to somebody. And But uh, they've backed off as well. well. they still got their number one backfield in. And, and uh I'm sure they've made some changes on their O-line. Second down, nine, three minutes left. Panthers lead 55-7. Pitch to the outside. Cutting up. Panthers kind of grab him, drag him down. After a large game, Trent Voth on the tackle. Again, Trent's another one of those young men that, uh, you know, is uh, – Performed well. He works out hard in the weight room, and uh, one of those guys that you know is going to see some Friday night action soon. He made a good play there. Probably saved a touchdown by uh, uh, just grabbing him and gra- really just grabbed the arm and pulled him down. So again, he probably saved a touchdown. First ten hutch on the Panther thirty. Yeah, it looks like thirty-one yard line. Two minutes ten seconds left in the ball game. Panthers lead fifty-five-seven. 
And on again on a pitch to the outside. Again, Trent Voss ran him out of bounds. Going to lose a couple of yards. Uh, Panthers, uh, the, the, the outside game, they've just played it so much better. They had a little trouble in the first quarter, but since then, with both units, the first team and the second team, they're doing a great job of uh, stringing it out, setting the edge, and uh, not allowing Hutch to, to get big yardage. Yeah, Voss, uh, he, he showed some good speed running the, running the ball carrier out of bounds. It's going to be second and about 12 yards to go, 55-7 Panthers. Again, on a keeper, quarterback's going to get five on on third down, second down. It's going to now be third down and maybe five yards to go for a first down. Yeah, it's, a, it's been a game that has moved along pretty well, not just because of the running clock, but, uh, you know, as we said, Hutch doesn't throw the football a lot. The Panthers hat didn't have to throw the football a whole lot tonight, so pretty quick uh, football game here in Derby. Got to get down to the 16-yard line for a first down. So it's third and five. They give it on a reverse. Panthers smelled that out. I don't know which one of the Panthers it was, but he smelled her out. That was uh, Andon Carpenter on the stop. And you're probably only going to see, I'm going to guess, one more play ran by Hutch as the clock's going to be under 30 seconds when the ball snapped. Carpenter made a good play on there. He's the offside or the far side defensive end, and uh, he made a good play on that. For a bit of a loss, it's going to be fourth and about six. This is probably going to be the last play of the ball game. They give it straight ahead to the fullback. He picks up maybe one. It's going to be Panther ball, but that's going to be the end of the ball game. Panthers are going to get away with a 56-7 to win over Hutchinson. And, uh, you know, just to tell you how far those kids over there on the other side have fell, it was 63 nothing last year, and, uh, you know, Panthers hand it to them 56-7. But, again, they've got a new coach, and uh, he, he said they're a couple of years away from, from really being back. Well, and it is. It's a sad deal because Hutch was on top of the world for so long, and then, you know, when it, when it fell, when the tower fell, I mean, it fell hard. And, uh, you know, Derby has kind of owned this uh, rivalry the last uh, – Gosh, well, what, six, seven years? I mean, it's been owned by the Panthers. And, uh, you know, really, Derby only had a three, two, three-year stint where we were struggling. And Panther program stayed on top. And you'd like to see the Hutch program get back where it was at because there were some well of ball games back in the day. Oh, yeah. It was, it, you know, yeah. There were some good ball games back in the day. And, uh, you know, this, this game ended up in the Panthers' favor, 56-7. But, you know, I didn't notice any give up in the Salt Hawks. They they kept playing, and and as a coach, I think that's what one of the things. Even even in a blowout like this, you want your kids to compete because you want to be able to build on that. Oh, you absolutely do, and you gotta you gotta start from somewhere. And I understand that the the Hutch youth programs are pretty good, and I know their middle school program has gotten much better. So you know that's what uh, I think their coach is looking at is what are we going to do with ourselves in the next few years and. You got to start from somewhere. Yeah, you got you got to start. Sometimes you have to start from the bottom. Sometimes you start from the top. And uh, you know, uh, in in our our case, uh, Coach Clark pretty much started from the bottom, and he's brought it up to the top. And uh, you know, Hutch was on top, like you said, for a long time. But again, I I didn't see any give up in any of their players. So you know, that that's got to be a positive for Coach Vernon. 
Well, no, no, no question about it. I think the important thing for the Panthers is they get out of here tonight. Uh, I don't believe I saw any injuries, so that's a that's a good thing. Yeah, and, and yeah, especially this time of the season. It's getting into the latter part of the season, and, and this is where you want to keep your kids healthy. Panthers win this one, fifty-six-seven. This is Panther footballing. KDKQ Alive 105. We'll be back. We'd like to thank Derby Junior Football for their support of Derby Panther Football on Alive 105 KDKQ. Derby Junior Football embraces youth athletic competition in a way that should be competitive, fun, and a key component of a child's education. The Derby Junior Football Organization promotes important life skills like desirable personal and social behaviors and the development of good character. You can learn more about the Derby Junior Football Program and find out about signing up by calling 788-8500. You can also find them on Facebook and on the web. Offering fresh, authentic Mexican food, La Hacienda is conveniently located right off of K-15 in Derby. They can conquer any craving with their 70-plus dishes and amenities like tableside guacamole, live music, and an outside patio. La Hacienda is located at 1138 North Nelson Drive and can be reached at 927-2900 for call-ahead service. La Hacienda, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. For nearly 45 years, since 1975, Confederated Builders Incorporated has been serving the Derby area and other communities all over the United States with quality construction and building services. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, Confederated Builders is a general contractor specializing in restaurants and light commercial building projects. You can see homes, churches, strip malls, and other buildings they built all over our community of Derby. They're located at 503 North Buckner in Derby and can be reached at 788 3701 Confederated Builders Incorporated, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Tired of pesky weeds? Tender Care offers lawn services like weed control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tender Care, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby. A proud sponsor of a Live 105 and Derby Panther football. Hey, it's Kurt Wallace, your host for the Weekend Top 20 Countdown. Getting ready for this weekend show. We got guests including Hillsong United. We Are Messengers will be here. Building 429 stops by. And Taryn Wells will be here to talk about his uncle. That should be a lot of fun. We'll give you a chance to win Big Daddy Weave's new CD, When the Light Comes. And we'll hear future hits this week from Thrive Worship and the Afters. Saturday afternoons at 3 p.m. on Alive 105. Music that's good for you. Hey everybody, this is Andy Chrisman. Join me this week for worship as I play the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And on this episode, I'll be playing new songs from Kim Walker-Smith, Hillsong United, Life Church, and so much more. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me, your host, Andy Chrisman. Worship with Andy Chrisman, Sunday mornings at 9 on Alive 105. 
Shawn Michaels and get ready for this weekend's two-hour time travel trip as we head back to relive some of the biggest classic Christian hits of the past. Well, this week, Michael W. Smith shares about his early ambitions. Rick Kua relives his most successful album. And we'll get inside a classic with Stephen Curtis Chapman. Plus, your classic requests are always welcome at 2623-REWIND. Join me again this weekend for another trip to Christian Music's past on Christian Music Rewind. Christian Music Rewind, this Saturday at 5 on Alive 105. We're back at Panther Stadium where Derby just knocked off Hutchinson 60-56-7 and in a game where the Panther offense really needed very little time to score each time they had the football. Well, and that's exactly right. They were quick scores. I think when we get into the stats for the for the ball game, we're going to see that you know the stats kind of evened up a little bit, and that's because Panthers scored quickly again, and uh, then they put their twos and threes in the ball game, and Hutch was able to rack up some yardage. So, you know, first downs ended up uh, even tonight. Uh, twenty six for the Panthers, twenty six for the Saltocks. Total uh, rushing yards: twenty nine attempts on the ground for the Panthers, three hundred fourteen yards. 54 attempts on the ground for the Saltox, 190 yards. But as I said, I think a lot of that came late in the ballgame for Hutch. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. That's, that's pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, offensive output by the Panthers. Average yards per rush. Again, Panthers right around that 11-yard mark. Uh, I think any coach in the state of Kansas would take out 10.8. They held the Saltox to just 3.5. Passing yards, uh, Panthers were 10 for 17 for 122, while the Saltox were 2 for 6, one interception, and just 26 yards in there. So that's kind of the story. Hutch just has trouble throwing the football. Panthers, 436 total yards of offense. The Saltox, 216. And turnovers, again, a big deal for the Panthers tonight. They had no turnovers, and the Saltox had three and, and two of two fumbles and one interception. And the Panthers uh, recovered both of those fumbles. Well, you know, you see that 3.5 yards per carry for Hutchinson. And, and if you remember right, when we were talking to Coach Wietrich, he said they're very happy with three to three and a half yards per per carry, and that's what they averaged tonight. Just what Coach uh, Wietrich said they, they like doing. Lim Wash was 10 for 17 for 122 yards on the receiving end. Reed List and had a nice touchdown catch. Two catches for 49 yards. Carsack had four catches for 41. Kavion Walker two catches for 18. Dave, David Sims, one for 13. And Trey Washington, one for one. Get 122 yards in the air for Lim Wash tonight. You throw that in with a nice night rushing the football. He had eight carries for 111 yards, while Trey Washington, another big night, 15 carries for 138. Reed Liston uh, came in as a quarterback, uh, three carries for 69 yards and, and two touchdowns for Reed tonight. And no, wow, a really nice run. And uh, uh, Ed Dylan Edwards had two carries for 11 yards. Again, 436 total yards of offense for the Panthers tonight. Uh, and, and again, the more important stat, Panthers come out with a 56-7 victory. Yeah, that is the important stat. Uh, that's that's the one we like to emphasize on Friday nights. Uh, Panthers uh, really had a fairly easy night of this. Uh, they win 56-7. This has been Panther Football on a live 105 KDKQ. Thanks a bunch for listening. See you next week.